Late night grin. Also, what um, what does that name mean? Bob. <laughs> there was a lot going on there while the intro played. Oracle was the only one that didn't get to see it. Yeah. yeah. Bobby was fucking going to town, brother. Is that cereal, yeah. Bob? No, it's uh, some rice and ground pork. Like, he had it, like, here. And was just, like, fucking hooking. Oh, he was, like, yeah. He was racing. Now, he's a professional, though, because he was racing the intro and he was giving himself yeah. enough time. And, of course, I put it in the solo, hoping that we would catch him eating the food, not knowing the overlay was on, um, which, of course, it was. It should have been. But He was never going to make a mistake. I know. I'm surprised yeah. he doesn't just take his camera off when he's not on screen, to be honest with you. No, you I remember when, I'm there. You remember when that was the big AEW thing, Too Many Cooks? Too Many Cocks? No, too Many Cooks. cooks. Too Many Cooks. Um... No, I don't know what AEW is. Remind me. Is that Vern's promotion? It's the old, uh, yeah. He did exactly whatever. Let's start the show over. No, hang on. Oracle, do you have any DVDs of that AEW stuff? Uh, no, but I have something called the AWA with somebody named Greg Gagne. He was a baseball oh player for the Minnesota Twins yeah. shortstop. What was he doing in wrestling? Mm, I don't know. Good worker, though. Okay. Bob, have you ever thought about how mad that would that had to make Greg Gagne that, that there was a baseball player in the same city as him that won two championships at the same time he was trying to be a big wrestler? Oh yeah, I never really thought of that. <laughs> you think that do you think that's the source of his racism? Yes. I gotta be honest. And Bob, I'm not gonna call you a liar. That's the last one I wanna do. Uh you know when you said, Oh, I've never fought with that? Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like you were really interested by this hypothesis. I'm not gonna lie. It sounded like you were kind of lying, kind of, just kind of. No, I just mm-hmm. it never really made the connection. Yeah. I was familiar with the baseball player. I just, you just, know, or never thought of the it. Tone, or if you notice the tone there, right? It was slightly. There was something underhanded there to Bobby and his conduct, but mm. you know. I wonder what Greg Gagne thought of Colonel De Beers. 
baseball big... player or, or the wrestler? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Good question. Colonel DeBeers I... played second base for the Yankees in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hello, everyone. Hello. This is the Late Night Grin. Have you ever heard of that? No. That's an AEW companion piece. Remember the promotion you mentioned earlier? Okay. Um, officially, we were licensed. a rival firm. It's wrestling media, but not to wrestling itself. We're actually like a. We're oh my God, Can it be like the movie The Firm with like Couldn't Tom Cruise? And as Eddie much Harris. as a weekly four hour podcast can be, you know? It's exactly yeah. like that movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who gets to be Wilford Brimley? Bob. Me. <laughs> um hello everyone hello this is episode 57 hello i was gonna call this grand slam but i was like i don't know if we're actually gonna talk about grand slam because i don't really know what we do on the late night grin you know it could be anything um it's an outlaw irreverent program as we know but grand slam was last night we have an expert panel as always the core four, as we call them around here. Bobby Two Shoes, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, pal. Uh, you know, it's been a strange week, but uh, I'm doing yeah. better now and uh, looking forward to the weekend. How would you say the Twitter circle game is working for you thus far? Very interesting as someone in the circle to watch that unfold. How would you say it's working so far? It's been okay. Okay. I think. So you're going to do more of your less? What do you think? Um, I think I'm in a good amount right now. Um, yes. it's, it's a good place to not like have your takes get out of control and uh, with who yeah. sees them. So, so that's I might, nice. I might copy. It seems pretty effective. Young Bullets, how are you tonight? I'm a little under the weather. I'm operating about 80% capacity right now. Um, I'm here for the love of the game. Oh my God. Um, Bob, we were talking about Bob's Twitter circle, which makes me a little uncomfortable because we were saving that for the end of the show. But um, just so everyone knows, we are finally adding tears to the Late Night Grin Patreon. <laughs> um, for $18 a month, you will become the 31 tier, and Bob will add you to his Twitter circle. Um, nothing else comes with that, just getting added to Bob's Twitter circle. Yeah. DM Bob for more information. Or for your refund for the one dollar tier. Yeah. Either mm. or. Right. Works. The Oracle of Wrestling. How are you tonight, pal? <clears throat> I'm well. Good. Um something called Grand Slam happened last night. Yeah. The wrestling show? Yeah. The AWA one? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fine. You got mad. What was the thing that made you Danielson, right? A little bit. I didn't love Jericho either. Um, in fact, yeah. the Jericho thing made me more mad. Did you punch anyone? No. I mean, I wasn't mad. It's just... Both make sense. Particularly yeah. the Moxie one. I mean, you know what I mean? It's... um. Mox was supposed to go on vacation, right? Or like yeah. take some time off and then everything that went down, went down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's going to go to full gear now and then. 
Yeah, I think he's dropping it to Max, which again, sure, yeah. I mean, I know Mox had his run. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, 2020, yeah. But like, I don't know. Even though I'm not as big of a Mox fan as, as a lot of people, I feel sympathy for the guy because now he's got to be in a, he's got to be a transition champ again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I it just it feels I don't know. Um I, I think it's not like Danison wouldn't have dropped it to MJF either, you know, to be fair. Right. No, I'm with you. It's so. I'm definitely not feeling great about the idea of doing all of this for him to drop it in seven weeks or whatever it is again you know it does feel a little bit after how steady their title lineage was before this year is kind of wild right like it's kind of all over i think and this may not help things for you and i recall but i think it will help things for most people i think max is probably gonna have it for like a year so yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah because they're gonna do that contract expiry story so um yeah, and, and I think they'll have like a he's gonna basically do you know a punk deal where he's like I'm gonna leave with the title or whatever and somebody's gonna beat him for it. Um Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm totally with you on that. I think that's probably the long term goal there. I don't like the Jericho thing at all. In fact, I'm one of the few people who thought he looked pretty bad in the match. Mm-hmm. Um it was a few, I saw it. But and granted, I I I liked you know the Kingston match a whole lot, paper, and I think Jericho's had a couple of really good performances. Um I mean, I understand why they did it. They're gonna do the six month feud, like every Jericho feud with Garcia now. Yeah. Um it's fine, you know, it's just I don't know. It doesn't really pique my interest for me. Um Your brother had some interesting tweets. But oddly enough, Soraya's debut was the most exciting thing to me, and like, I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna go, just because the women's division is kind of, yeah, you know, is what it is. Um, well, I hold my tongue on the other thing. It's nothing bad. It's just. There was a certain show that was taped this week. Um, and I care so little now that I looked it up. Yeah, there's one all. thing on it that made you mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I take that as you're doing good. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> football, man. Like, football season always does. Like, whether wrestling's good or not, like, football season fucks my wrestling fandom up some yeah. like a great deal because like i'm so like into the football deal so but i mean yeah i'm i'm, I'm fine good i thought that was one of the better introductory segments we've ever done for the late night grin just a mini dynamite review yeah. and then like after like a six minute back and forth oracle goes anyway i'll leave the other stuff for later on <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, like I'm not going to be an asshole and spoil anything. You know what I mean? No, I know, I know exactly what you're referencing. It's fine. It's just yeah, folks out. in the chat. Don't do spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers, yeah. please. No. Yeah, you go, you go. I suppose. Um, Bob. Yep. You had some interesting takes on the Grand Slam. You were getting quite mad at times. You lashed out in my DMs fifteen times. Mm-hmm. I think it was during Grand Slam. 
one of them uh, came after the show and ended, so I apologize it was 14. But uh, what did you think of um, the R4S program? It was interesting because I liked uh, Jericho and Claudio quite a bit. I liked the tag match until it kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, and then the next two matches I didn't really get that into. Um, but then the main event kind of saved it. But I wish they would have kept stopped showing MJF because once he was very clearly, you know, three levels above everybody, he wasn't going to come down and cash in. So I don't think you need to keep cutting to him. But um, overall, it was good. I mean, I think the main event uh, was very strong. And, you know, Soraya's debut was cool. Um, the Acclaim winning was cool. It's it's not like I have a bunch of complaints about it. There's just a couple things that I wish they would have done maybe differently. But overall, I mean, it was it was an enjoyable two hours. Let's explore those a little bit, Bobby. What would you say? If I said to you, what was your main gripe with the show? What would it be? I'm only asking because I got a chance to review shows. And I know you guys didn't, you know, wasn't on that show. And this is kind of like your de facto review. Right? That makes sense. So, yeah. What would you say your gripe was, Bob? Main I don't gripe. know if it's just me, but like, you know, they build it up so much, like almost like a pay per view. And then it is kind of just a episode of Dynamite. Like, it's a big episode of Dynamite, but it's still just a regular yeah. TV show. And that might just be because I have two hours. You know, I was working through that on Twitter with myself earlier. Like, you can't have a pay-per-view level show in that much time. But it's just kind of weird, I think, how they structure it, maybe, is the right word. Like, it just, it feels, it doesn't feel like a pay-per-view, but it's also not a pay-per-view. So maybe that's just on me. I think the format, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I also think, like, I think the format is different in terms of how few talking segments we got, you know? That's fair, yeah. It does feel much more like a match card to me. Um Shooter, what did you think of the Grand Slam? I liked it. Good, wasn't it? I thought so. I had about about a 7.7 out of 10. That's a lie. You said 7.6 earlier. Yeah, but I forgot about about the MJF thing. You did? Yeah, I had to bump it up 0.1. Yeah, the... uh... The fact they got him a camera shot where you could see him at all times, basically, and still felt the need to do both a split screen and just give him the whole shot at times was yeah one of the more intriguing production choices. I think they should have just left him down in the little box in the corner the whole time. I would have just... Well, never mind. I just, you know, I, it didn't bother me as much as it did some people, but it was definitely... Yeah, it didn't more. bother me at all. I mean, I get that. I understand why it was It was a would. couple times it was crazy. Yeah. There was one when they were like trading stomps and they cut to him. The crowd like almost cheered because they're like, because like, they were doing it on the big screen too. So you could hear them reacting to it every time. Yeah. Well, um, as good as that match was, they they chose to make a good stretch of it as boring as possible for those two. So, well, hold on. Where did you go on it? Three and a half? I loved it. I don't rate matches. Um, well, that's a lie. I've seen the spreadsheet. So, but, we update every day. I mean, it was noticeable that the crowd lost interest in that match for a decent stretch. I mean, I don't think it was the style. I think it was they. I think they went to cheer the dragon. You know the American yeah, that one. That could be it too. Yeah. No, I, I just that's them. been that's. God, this is gonna sound like I'm knocking it. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. But hey, I uh, definitely think. I definitely think Brian just decides what kind of match he's gonna do, and that's the kind of match he's gonna do. Oh, that's a fact. Like, and it doesn't matter how the crowd reacts to it. And um, I mean, don't I? This sounds odd because, like, genuinely, I don't do star ratings. But if I did, it would be over four. Like, I loved the match. I'm just right. mm-hmm. there were yeah, definitely yeah, times yeah. when it was like 
the crowd was probably more interested in MJF than what was happening in the ring. And part of it, like you said, they wanted to root for Danielson. They also liked both of them, which is can always be an issue. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it didn't have time to like Right. They it didn't have time to like emerge as like this super fight because it was literally set last week. Yeah. Like it's yeah. hard. <clears throat> that is a I don't know. That's that's the biggest criticism against Danielson as a worker. And for some, not necessarily me. I mean, I'm not sure I'd have him one overall anyways. But I know at least one person that I know, obviously, Dylan, has basically <laughs> levied his main criticism at Danielson is that I just find it interesting that, that you that you notice that even if you don't necessarily find it as a criticism, but Danielson works his own match, almost yeah. similar to Flair. He just has a different formula. Danielson works what he wants to work, whether the crowd is into it or not. He's had a couple mm-hmm. matches like that lately. Yeah. It's been noticeable. It's and, fine. And I'm not even – I just – it's definitely like – I guess my main point is like I would have liked the that match to feel a little bit more – It didn't uh, have the hate you wanted it to it have. It didn't have didn't the it? atmosphere I wanted it to have. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I do think that's a real thing that Brian does. I kind of think, though, the promotion as a whole – was kind of unaware of the way the fan had like swung in this debate. I agree. Mm. And I think Brian has not got a big enough ego to realize like, oh wait, this isn't just me being in Moxley's way. Like he's like an equal star and people want him to win. And I just thought they I thought they got that the wrong way. And I thought the match was great, by the way. I thought it was really, really good. But I thought they got that the wrong way around, frankly. It also I think part of it too was and I mean this is where I was, because I love Moxley. I'm not Right now, in this moment, I think I probably like Moxley more than Danielson. But Danielson giving Danielson the belt felt like an actual like yeah fresh start from all this shit that's gone on. Mm-hmm. And it's like now that Moxley's got it back, and again, I, I mean, I I actually feel like I want to qualify it because I but like I love John Moxley. I'm not mad he's the champion at all. Yeah, but it definitely just makes it even more glaring. Yeah, what just happened? Because now you, I mean, yeah, like Dylan tweeted it a couple of weeks. I love it. We just talking about Dylan the whole show. He talked about it a couple of weeks ago, though. He was like, "It isn't Moxley's fault, but it makes it feel like a um, what's the what's the phrase he used? Fuck, like not participation trophy, but like a consolation like a, prize, like a runner up almost. You know, yeah. it's like second best because that's what he was last time, and that isn't." indictment of the talent involved it's just the way these cards have fallen on the table now there are a lot of reasons john moxley should have won this match a he is the guy to build the promotion around i think we all agree with that b unfortunately there is an out there is kind of an x factor of danielson's health that people are concerned about and god forbid he gets the belt wrestles every week and suddenly he's out again that would be you know catastrophic so those factors are at play but i i do have to be honest and this is not even a criticism because everything i just said i get it would I be more interested in AEW today if Dragon was the champ? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that doesn't mean I'm not interested in Moxley. It's just like, man, it felt so exciting, right? The idea of him being the guy. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, I, man. It's, it's a really hard decision that to make, genuinely. It, it just makes it even more glaring. And I, I think we talked about this before it happened. So it's not like, it's not revisionist history for some of us. Like, Punk should not have beat him. <laughs> 
Oh, and yeah. and it's like I remember going into the match. I was like, my my feeling was Punk shouldn't beat him, but at the same time, I was like, it's CM Punk. Like he kind of has to win. But it was like, it just. I mean, obviously, with everything that happened now, it's there's not even a debate. But even at the time, it was a questionable decision in the moment. Yeah, it just like. We wouldn't even be having an issue right now if Moxley was just the world champion and we went right into the match that feud. Might be, and... That honestly might be like the biggest critique you could give of Tony. Is like he didn't seem to have a grip on like how bad things had got with Punk. Yeah. Even though there was reporters that were like hinting and stuff. Like, yeah. Because I think I think that Punk beating Moxley was fine in a vacuum. But when you know everything else, it's like obviously you shouldn't have him beat your top baby face when he's fucking losing his mind and getting mad at everyone, you know, right. like, and that's kind of, to and me, think- that's an interesting topic in even a broader, like just quickly on this, because I mentioned this to someone the other day, I forget who, because we do so many shows, but like, it reminds me of when he had that quote about Malachi's here for the next six years. Yeah. It's like, if he just spoke to Malachi, he, Malachi was definitely not happy then. And yeah. it gives you an idea of how many people he's having to like, keep a grip, like what they're doing, how they feel. He should have had a better awareness of Punk's situation, but like, we're not doing it. It's too risky, you know? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, look, I think some of us kind of wrote it off and didn't believe it to be as true as it was reported. Right. I know I did, but that's fine for us. That's not fine for him. Like, he mm-hmm. should have. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's fine. Again, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried in the slightest. Like, <clears throat> I'm actually... As we've talked about, like I'm very high on AEW right now. I'm not, I'm not concerned. So I've seen. I mean, obviously we don't know yet, but I've seen the things we've seen since All Out have been promising. I agree. Um, the things we've heard since All Out, I guess, would be the more accurate thing to say because we don't really actually see what happens backstage. But there is at least early signs. Lean. Lean being the key word because it could change, but lean towards the tweet I made where I said this could end up being the best thing that ever happened to them, or it obviously could end up being a total disaster. I would lean more towards the former right now. Mm-hmm. I just, it feels like he's learned that quote he had, a big long quote that was probably the most human quote he's ever had in an interview talking about. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said anymore, but right. Um, is it the one uh, Jeremy posted? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that was again. He still had his Tony Khan moments, even within that quote. But there were some things he said in there that were very promising, and are Mm. not things he would have said six months ago. Absolutely, and you know he named some interesting names. Right, he named the three guys that were at the head of that team meeting. He named Joe and he named MJF. And MJF is a really interesting one because Max was internally a leader of sorts for them up until earlier this year when things got really weird with him. And he had a falling out with Tony and it appears, whether the angle on TV is, it sure appears as though they've mended that and he is back to trying to be a Team AEW guy. So that his, interesting. His performance in those in his media rounds this week was stunning. I mean, it probably shouldn't have been stunning when you actually think about what, like, exactly what you said and kind of what you heard about MGF before all this happened. Mm-hmm. But, 
like he sure sounded like a company guy, man. Like he was doing his gimmick and talking about, right. you know, he was doing his bits, but like he was selling the company better than Tony does at times. <laughs> like yeah. I um I will say though, he needs to get booed next week after like touching Tony and shit. Because yeah. if we don't get booed next week, you might have to just fucking he ain't turn get booed. You might have to turn him, bro. Yeah. You might have to. Like legitimately. And this is sound, this is not like news to anyone that watched the show because he cut a babyface promo in June. We debate this was like debated online. It wasn't a babyface promo. He was he's a hit. Like no, it was absolutely a babyface promo. They chanted his name when he left. Everything <laughs> he said popped the crowd. He he said fuck, which in wrestling fans' world is like you know like <laughs> like winning a world title. <laughs> he broke the I don't think, rule. You know I don't think he's gonna turn, but I think he's gonna continue to lean into the fact that. They're not going to pretend that fans don't like him. Kind of what he did last night in his promo. Where I just think he's hard on the baby face, man. Oh, yeah. Moxley may get booted at full yeah, gear. There's a real chance. Like, you did okay, but it kind of like, it kind of kills him because he's like standing there and Max is like dunking on him and the crowd's cheering. It's like, fuck. Man. I think that they did pop when he tackled him, though, didn't they? Yeah, because that was so the Tony thing worked. They booed yeah, the, the Tony, Tony thing and worked, they popped yeah. for you. But like before that, they were booing a little bit, not much. It wasn't even crazy. It's just like, I don't care about Moxley getting booed because it's Moxley, he'll be fine. But, you know, if you have him work, like... You got booed some last night, so... Not a yeah. lot, but there was little. Well, Moxley's biggest issue is that he's kind of like the status quo in a lot of ways, even though yeah. that's completely odds of his presentation. Like, he's... Because they've gone back to him, that's why even when he wrestled Tanahashi, that's why Chicago was like, fuck it, Tanahashi should win. Because it's just like... People like change, man. Like, Oh, yeah. Keith mm-hmm. Lee's super over, but no one in the building wanted to win last night because people wanted they wanted the game to win the belts, you know? Yeah. And that's the way wrestling... But a perfect example of this, this is a ridiculous reference, but I think you guys know what I mean. Well, no, I mean. Mania, Oracle, what was 06? 22. Thank you. No. No one ever remembers how bad Chicago booed Tristress. No one talks about it. No one... Chicago wanted Mickey James to win the belt that night, right? Yeah. And in mm-hmm. history, that's gone because like it wasn't they didn't like trees. It was just that like they wanted the fucking new person to win. It's wrestling that's, forever. That's the big difference too, though, and that's why I don't know that it's that big of a deal here. Um, is there's a big difference between the crowd choosing one person over the other and the crowd turning on someone? Yes, um, and you can tell the difference. Like you really can. Um, and that's why I'm not sure it's that big of a deal. Like I. I don't know that I have an issue with MJF kind of being a dick, but also leaning into it a little bit and letting the mm. people who want to cheer him cheer him. Because um, I don't know how you turn MJF baby face. <laughs> like, it's hard. Yeah. I, I just know. fear I... if he. This is also tough because we're starting to have different opinions on him. You and I, we've kind of been on the same page for a long time and we're kind of drifting apart here on this issue now. Um, I, I'm just, I don't know that he would be nearly as compelling as a baby face as he is. Like, I feel, I feel, I fear you would end up having the opposite effect that you want to have. I just don't, I, it's fine with someone who can talk, but I think bad, like if he, imagine he did a program with Claudio and the crowd was cheering MJ. Claudio's fucked. Yeah. He's out there with a knife and a gunfight. Like he's got no chance. I just, I don't know, man. I think you're playing with fire with that stuff. Like a heel who can talk, but he's basically a baby face. I, I think that's very dangerous for other babyface. Again, and some would say, well, step up. But, like, I don't really think that's how wrestling should work. I don't think you should just send guys out there to get, to get it murked on the mic. I don't... I think you just got to be smart about who you put them against. I agree. And it's possible. Like, 
And as for the MJF, I think MJF was good last night. I don't think he sucks or anything. I just like, I know you don't. I'm just like the stuff that bothers me doesn't bother me anymore. I just think this is my genuine take. And Bob Oracle, tell me where you stand on this. Like last night, you could argue the two best wrestlers in the world wrestled, and much of the focus was on MJF. And I just, I just, I'm not there. Like I don't mean it isn't right. He's obviously over enough to get that that reaction and that treatment. I just think. I'm not that interested in, in an AEW built around MJF, personally. Many in the chat will be. Shoot might be. Bob Oracle, I don't know where you guys stand on this. Pretty confident on one of you. But, like, hmm. I just think he's kind of one note. He don't do a lot for me. That, that's just me, personally. You know, like, they're not even – and he sucks. I just – I don't really want the whole program to be built around MJF coming out and talking about everyone being a fat loser and bad acting and being performative. I don't know. That's just me. Well, I don't necessarily dislike him. Like, I I do think his act can get a little tiring sometimes. Like, is he top five in the company for me? No, he's probably top ten, though. Like, would I rather see either guy from the main event last night with the title? Yeah. But is there a compelling way to have an MJF title reign? Hopefully. I mean, we're going to see either way. Um yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think he's very good in the ring. It's just, he doesn't wrestle, no he doesn't yeah. wrestle regularly enough. And, you know, the the stuff you're left with, uh, I didn't really like the promo last night for the most part. Um, but, you know, I liked his promo in Buffalo. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I was pretty good last night. And I liked him, you know, um, I like the edge that he showed by headbutting Wheeler and putting his hands on Tony. I just, mm. I just want... I wish he came back with something more like striking as a difference, you know. He's too, like, he's so young, but he came back and immediately was like playing the hits again. It's like I want to see. Like, I went to, the way you got that presentation. Maybe I was hoping there was going to be like a next version, rather than and hopefully the headbutt and him putting his hands on Tony as a start. Of that I don't know. We're only three weeks into it, four weeks into it. And again, I'm not saying it sucks. I just like, you know, it seems obvious where we're going here. Right? I think we all agree he's getting the belt in the next mm-hmm. two months. And that's fine, and that's the right Probably, thing to do, yeah. most likely, with the crowd reaction. Again, me stress again, this is not me being objective, this is me as a fan. And I just, like, it doesn't do a lot for me. You know, it's just like, I, I think there's a lot of baby faces that can have good programs of him, but I would much rather see an AEW that just went with Moxley or Brian and was like, you're going to be champ for six months. Let's fucking steady this ship and get back on track. That's just me personally. I don't know. Oracle, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I mean... I think the punk feud and you know the the drama at the beginning of the summer and the return have made him feel like a bigger star than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like the act and stuff, it's I don't I don't even hate it. It's just I don't find it particularly interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I'm with Bob. I actually like the Buffalo promo mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I was kind of staring into the abyss last night during that segment. Although I did like the part where you attacked Tony. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He just, I don't think I'm ever going to like be in love with his work. Um, I think he's clearly better in the ring now. Yeah. 
but he's he's certainly not somebody that I'm like. Uh, well, I'll say this: there are times where I definitely feel like the way that they promote him, it, it feels like okay, you need to watch this segment. It's just I don't always come away, other than like the punk food, which was yeah great. I don't always come away going, man, that was amazing. Sometimes I'm just like, eh. mm-hmm. uh, and really a lot of times I'm just like, well, that was kind of whatever. And I'm not usually a like, they should rein these guys in person because I think that's mm-hmm. a very slippery slope. But he is someone they have like consistently failed to rein in in terms of how long he goes and the she says. And it's like, yeah. he's obviously very, the part of my frustration with Max is that he's obviously very good. Mm-hmm. He's not like a guy who's like overachieving. Like he's obviously capable of being great. And I think so often he chooses to just be like like play wrestler almost. I actually genuinely, there's so many people that talk about how he's a real wrestler. And I think he's one of the more play wrestler guys of all. Just because he maintains character in the interview, I don't know if it means he's not play wrestler. I always feel like he's performing. Always. Yeah. Always. And I think that was one of the things that reached out when he had the punk program. And I know this is a people are split on this, and that's fine. I always thought it was very apparent that he was a guy playing a character in that program, you know? Right. He had great moments in it. I'm not saying it wasn't a great program. What I'm saying is that when you right. saw them face-to-face, you saw the difference. Like, there was a guy talking, and there was a guy who was acting. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, but it stands out when they do 10-minute promos from a live crowd every week. It's, it wears on me a little bit. That's all. Yeah. So, he's by no means probably even in my top five favorite people on that show. Um, if you... If I were to choose between MJF winning the title at full gear or Danielson being the champion for the next eight months, I would take Danielson. Mm-hmm. But, and this isn't even arguing with anything you said because nothing you guys have said contradicts what I'm about to say. When I watch the show right now, he feels like the biggest star in the world. Um, and it's just hard for me not to just love it because he just, like the crowd just goes nuts for everything he does. Um, and it just feels cool. Like (laughs) we haven't seen that in a while. Not to this. I genuinely don't think we've seen it to this level in a while. Now there was like the one, um, to your play wrestler thing. I don't totally disagree with that. I saw someone say this and I don't remember who it was and I'm not trying to take a shot at him, but like they said something about, um, it feels like the crowd's just playing along with him now when they boo him, it's always felt like that yeah. since the day he's debuted. It's always felt like that. They've always loved him. They're just playing the along. Yeah, They're yeah. less willing to play along now. Um, now that's not, and that's not everyone. There's people huh. legitimately that, that like him now. That's, and that's cool. I don't have an issue. Like I just, this is one of those times where my personal taste doesn't matter. Because I just feel like you got to put that belt on him while he feels the way he feels right now. I disagree. I disagree. If you, if you, because that my honest take, if like if I was booking the promotion and I was doing what I wanted to do, I would still eventually put the belt on Max because I think you have to put the belt on him. Um, but I would do a thing where Danielson's the champion and MGF clearly is basically scared to to fight Brian Danielson and he's trying to hold on and hope somebody else beats him and takes the title off of him. But you are risking him losing that momentum before he gets the belt. And that's, 
the last I, thing you want to happen. I didn't say this, so I would like to make it clear now. I think I would go as far as say objectively, the right thing to do is have Max win the belt full gear. I think that after the Punk saga, it would make a lot of sense to go with a guy who is, to the general audience, homegrown, whatever the fuck that means at this point. Yeah. But you know what I mean, right? Didn't work for WWE is what I'm basically saying. Um, he's a young guy. He's the hottest guy in the promotion. He certainly is capable of, you know, of, of carrying that. He's not someone I have any concern about as main event wrestler. I think his matches have been very good. I have no objective gripes, and I think he actually should be the next world champion in about two months of full gear. I only speak from a fan perspective as someone who I think it will affect my enjoyment, but they aren't booking for my enjoyment necessarily. They're, you know, obviously there's much more important things than what I like and dislike, and that's fine. But, and to be clear though, and even though I know, like, that's all you should care about. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, we're fans, man. That's all you should care yeah. about. Um, I'm not so worried as you are about it affecting my enjoyment of the show, which is what makes it a little bit easier for me than you. Um, but it is going to be, I mean, Manny, I, I'm telling you, man, I I wouldn't rule it out. I think he's going to have it for a year. And I think if you look at the babyface side of the roster, I think he's actually got the programs for it because, you know, you can get a couple more months out of Mox. You can do Brian. You can do Kingston. You can do Joe. You can do Keith. You can do. And the one thing. Darby. The, the, you know, going to the business side of it again, everything he talks about with being a draw is true, numbers wise. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. It's They're in an interesting position because it's definitely going to be the first. Well, maybe that's not true. I guess he, he wouldn't be the first champion that's not really because he's very good in the ring. He's better than Jericho when Jericho had the title. So that's yeah. never mind. That's not a good point. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just like <laughs> Punk is MJF's hero as a wrestler. I don't know if they still like each other. Probably not. Um, but like I can just see him. That's that. ROH title reign where Punk, everyone thought Punk was gone and he just kept winning. Like, that's all I picture with Max. Do you think that will work, though? I don't know. I, like, I he's genuinely, the champ in July, talking about January. It won't, it won't work the same way it worked in Ring of Honor, for sure. Because the, uh, the thing, the problem with the story is that was true. Exactly. That's yeah. the, <laughs> the exactly. issue is he was going to WWE, he just got like a time where he could fit in this. And they're still, like, I know we were all pretty confident that he'd signed an extension. Are we, do we still feel that way? He signed an extension, yeah. Okay. I'll be clear. From what I know, he signed an extension, but I want to make this clear now, as of, for me, the 23rd of September, 2022. If he has actually signed a new contract that is running now at the exact same time the last one did, Tony can't close his promotion. He's the nice person ever. There's no way that's true. I refuse it. (laughs) Even if no one had told me anything, I refuse the notion that Maxwell Jacob Friedman was given a pay bump to have the exact same length of deal so that he could promote and leave the, the AEW promotion for WWE. I said that like Bret Hart. But you get what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be – I don't know, man. It, I, I just – I think there's a real chance. I may, I may eat these words because Lord knows what direction he'll go in. But I think there's a real chance – this is going to be a very, very compelling run for Max. Hopefully. Um, got the baby faces for it. Yeah. You know? I really hope. I really hope. 
I feel like Regal's gonna gonna hit him at some point. It's gonna fucking roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, the question is, can like, can he beat Regal up? Can Regal get physical at all? I don't know. Man, that would be a fucking play, wouldn't it? Yeah, but Regal is pretty fucked up. I know. Is I wonder if there's a way you could do it safely. Um, yeah. If he beats not, the shit out of William Regal, man, that's a. Can we not talk about Regal tonight after what I went through today, please? Fair. I, I apologize. It was very traumatic, right, mate? Yeah. I know you didn't mean it, but hurt me a lot. Um, hmm. Bob, do you have any action figure tragedies to tell us about? No, I don't usually open them. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good call. That's a good call. Everybody well, changes it a little bit, right? I don't know. I don't know that I agree with the good call part, but yeah, I think that's actually insane. It takes up so much space. It does take up a lot of space. If I had like the little stands, I probably would open them. I should get them. I made a lot of moves today, you know. Did a you? Of, a lot of figures rem- removed from the shelf. Manny, please. Her name's not Paige anymore. Soraya. Soraya. Right? Yeah. Is that her shoot Soraya. name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which let's talk fucking, about... fucking rules that she's named after her mother's worker name. Yeah, that's fucking peak, <laughs> that family. <laughs> I do like genuine. I said this last night. I'm going to say it again here. Seriously. Like when she says stuff that they like feel grimace out or cringe at, I'm not saying it's right. I do think she's honest with you should have some perspective on just how fucking weird her life has been because, um, they're interesting folks, you know. It's an interesting family, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's an interesting upbringing. You know what I'm saying, the Oracle of Wrestling? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird that she was trained by Vince Vaughn, though. That is weird, and it's even weirder that he yeah. worked out on a cell match and got thrown off the cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, such a great bit, isn't it? And he tells her that, like, I was on the cage. And they threw me off. I, never, I was never the same. He's like Mick Foley in that film. Yeah. Fucking mm. amazing. Um. I will say I I don't even want to touch the other stuff, but no, like, fuck. I was just saying, you know. I know. Um, it's so easy, I think, for all of us to forget how big of a fucking deal she is. Bro, we we were on this. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. We did a segment. Go back to whenever she left. Do go back to that show. We all talked about this. We were right. Yeah. We're very rarely right. We're going to say this here. <laughs> Go back to that show. We, I brought up, one of us brought up, Soraya is out of WWE, whatever page we probably said. And so all of us, I'm pretty sure, said, if she can go, she's definitely worth a shot because she's such a big name and she's popular. Yeah. And I was like, I've said this a million times. People never quite get it. A push on WWE TV is fucking insane in wrestling. If you get pushed on their TV, you get a level of fame and popularity that is just incomparable to everything else. Like, people just know you, you know? She's also... Her specifically is a very interesting case, too, because she kind of represents the women's revolution on the main roster before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. She was kind of framed as the the answer to that, her and AJ. Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Paige specifically was um, because she was new and hadn't been there, so they, so they could really frame her that way, and they did. Um, yeah. And I, I've went up and down on Paige multiple Jesus um, on my opinion of her multiple times. Um, I just it'll be interesting to see the run she has. There was times when I felt like she was going to be like this massive 
generational to quote Jack Crosby star. Oh, that and, fucking prick. And there were other times where I was like, I'm not even sure she's really that good. <laughs> yeah. So she's not a great worker. She wasn't yeah. a great worker. She's just to be totally real. And I thought they should have a they should like gamble then, but seriously, they're probably not gonna get a big name for that division anytime soon. You no. know, like Nor I think I was they. jumping. I think there's probably how many big names are would you say in the WWE women's division? That would be like the biggest name in AEWs. How many would you say? Five, six, seven? Right. Yeah. Right? None of those seven are jumping, right? Oh, like it'll be it'll be shocking. Lost their mind, yeah. It'll be shocking. So that makes it even more obvious that if Paige is cleared, you have to try because yeah. she is a big star. Like, and look, let's be very clear about this because I don't want anyone to think we're suggesting otherwise. This will not fix everything. There are major issues with the way he just he thinks about it. He doesn't see it as that important. Yeah. I think there have been baby steps forward as of late because he has done something that we suggested long ago, which is he appears to have settled on like a core of people that are on TV and they do tags and multi-persons and and that's a step forward rather than this bizarre like 30 woman rotation where you just kind of spin the <laughs> spin the wheel. Like I think the matches have been better as of late, and I think the ratings reflect that. Um so you know, we'll see. I think I think the play is to focus on your 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 trusted and top talent on Dynamite and use yeah. Rampage to try to because I, I mean I'll be genuine it feels like Penelope's breaking out to me. Performance wise, yeah. like she feels different since she's come back. I agree. Um, what was the Oracle of Wrestling amused by I me? shouldn't do this, but did you see the did you see the thing try and Alex post oh, yes, with Rudy yeah. Beefcake? He was uh <laughs> he was in the chat the whole show last night. Was he? Have you checked on him? Make sure he's okay. I was a bit worried about him. He watched the whole lonely. Dynamite review. He didn't even I watch Dynamite. That made me sad. Yeah, and if he has so much physical media, how can he be lonely? Right. I sent him the, the fucking best of late night grin DVDs. <laughs> just a just like a pack. And it's just every show. Exactly. It says best of late night grin, but then it's just the whole fucking series because all we do you know, is hit. I was thinking about it earlier. I was thinking about it earlier, and I thought, you know, I know the perfect person who should play Fritz von Eric. Yeah. Contrarian Alex. Yeah, put him I in agree. some makeup. He be, yeah. He should be Fritz in the movie. I agree. That fucking rule. Um, he would do it justice, too. It appears that Trish Stratus and Maria Canales are having a debate about the Divas title right now. Oh, did Maria respond to that? <laughs> Yeah, she said first. So for those who don't know, um, Maria did an interview and she said about she would like the Divas title to be back. And Trish quoted it with no. That was the whole quote tweet, which is wild. That's like shit posting. As a yeah. Tip. <laughs> Maria quoted with first, I love you. Second, I don't want that time recently to come back, but I do think that a lot of people love that being strong can be sexy. Bob often says that to us. Yeah. That you can own your sexuality in whatever way you choose. For a lot of people, the Divas era gave them the confidence to be themselves, it represented more than wrestling. For me, it represented the opportunity and the chance to be in an industry that I love. What if Trish just quotes this with now again? <laughs> just what's owned. Yeah. <laughs> Young Duke's headset is broke, so he's not on the program tonight. Folks, if you came here for Duke's, um, Bob will refund you accordingly. Yes. I've seen another headline while we're here. This one is one of the more daring... Wrestling site headlines. Bob, Phil did it while I pull this up because I've lost it now. Okay, Bob, what Bob, what Trish should have quote, what Trish should quote tweet that with is gotten to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Bodyslam.net. This one comes from Nick Perkins. Like Sandy Hook, Ronda Rousey, not sure AEW backstage brawl was real. <laughs> that, that's pretty wild, right? That's pretty yeah. rules. Have <laughs> your thoughts on, and I quote, one of your favorite woman wrestlers ever uh, and her continually disappointing beliefs. <laughs> yeah, sorry to hear that. That was an all-time moment on this program when, like, I was I was tolerating Bob being a Ronda fan, and he just goes, "Yeah, she's probably one of my favorite women's wrestlers ever." And I was like, "I think it was after the Rumble when I was in a really weird place." <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I didn't like wrestling anymore. <laughs> Stuck in the parking garage for three hours and just wondering why I did any of this. Uh... <laughs> so, was you like, are you saying you was like convincing yourself, like, yeah? Fucking like, didn't like the Royal Rumble and that put him in a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to convince himself Ronda was one of his favorites to make it worth it in his head. That kind of rocks, bro. Oracle, what are your thoughts on the Ouija Primo? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Perfect. Right, I want to yeah. give a shout out to Croaky Boy, who I have to apologize. I missed his super grin. Guys, we still have those? Yeah, I know. I forget. I feel uncomfortable praying while we do Twitch and stuff. If you still, like, if you send those, we appreciate it because we get all of that, which is awesome. If you send one, feel free to just put in this chat, wait, you piece of shit, check the super grins, because otherwise I'll miss it. Croaky says, and I quote, Moxley was the right choice, in my opinion. Had a hell of a year, especially with it likely to be a short run. Brian deserves a long run. Do we agree that's a factor? Because I think that's a good call, actually. Yes, like, I do. He, if MJF's getting the belt full gear, don't waste the Brian reign on when they- eight weeks. When they, I don't even know if I did it on this show or only on Twitter, but when they initially put these brackets out, my immediate reaction was Moxley has to win this because I don't want Danielson to just lose to MJF. Yeah. Yeah. But then I started to get fired up by the idea of Diane Danielson being champion, yeah. and I let myself get swept up on it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the super grin, Croaky. You rule. Um, so we've talked about a lot of stuff from the Grand Slam. Bob, have you got anything on, uh, on Soraya? No, you know, I'm excited. Uh, I Again, it doesn't fix everything, but, you know, I think uh, I actually liked her NXT run, a lot of her WWE run. I think if she can still go, which, you know, she's been on the ring for a little bit, but she's still pretty young and, uh, you know, she, she can add a lot. I can't believe she's 30 now. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy, actually. Only 30? I mean, I thought she was still like 26. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but think she's been out of the ring for how long? I know it's just four years. It's it's not a commentary on her; it's a commentary on the passage of time as I get older. (laughs) Bro, I feel you on the division as a whole because I do it with a lot of the like that era of women. I remember when we always talk, like we was a tweet on Fed Mecca section of Twitter, like holy shit, like Sasha, Becky, Alexa, whoever they were like still so young. While the men were all so old, remember when they were getting pushed? And they're still young, but like you kind of realize that most of them are winding down wrestling. It's like. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly just be left for a bunch of, bunch of young folks I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Oracle, what's your gut year reaction? Without using your brain, just your gut year reaction when I say 20 years ago. Uh, my my gut year reaction? Yeah. Uh, I would say like, I don't know, 2003, 2004. Yeah, mine's about 1990. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Lynn, tell us you got the gut reaction Oracle full there for like yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't, well, the problem is, I know, well... It was very hard for me to explain the concept of what I was asking was, as well. Yeah, I well, think Oracle was about to say the problem is I know how long That's honestly the truth. Like, I was like, yeah. what's he saying? I know. Yeah, but You're, you're too fault. aware of dates. You asked the wrong person. Yeah, that's true. Too. Oracle knows all dates of all times. But that's definitely a thing for me still is like... Yeah. When someone says 20 years ago, my immediate reaction is like, oh, so like, like 1992? It's like when um, <laughs> I, I once text shoot and said the NWA title hasn't been relevant in 30 years. And he's like, what the fuck, man? Harley had it 15 ago. And I just stopped to, I stopped replying because I was uncomfortable. Well, okay. Speaking of text, bro, what the fuck is wrong with Jack Crosby? Oh, well. Is he all right? <laughs> he's just lashing out over and over again about his Athena business. <laughs> He did it on Twitter. Did he? I did That's that tweet about how much it pops when everyone's realized the fiend is good. And Jack replied with that like gif of not me. Uh, is he all right? He's lashing out because nobody else likes fucking carrying cross. Yeah. That's how fair. about Jamie Hayter's outfit? I yeah. like Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Me too. Bob's mm-hmm. bought action figure. Good worker. Wait, is is his name supposed to sound like Carrying Cross? Is this like some closeted Paul Nazi propaganda? Mm. Probably is a lot of that. He has the whole book of it. <laughs> yeah, she's uh he's big into Nazis. Jack Crosby? Yeah. yeah that explains a lot. It does. Bro, the Athena stuff is too much. Like, Red Velvet, we like, but I get she had some, like, shaky moments on TV. Imagine watching that match last night, but yeah, Athena fucking sucks. Yeah, well. If she's bad, then what's, what happened to the rest of the fucking four women in that division? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's like watching the dudes and being like, this fucking Danielson guy. <laughs> I'm sick yeah. of it. I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, I mean... Again. There was the one spot, but I don't know how much of that was her fault. No, it was her fault. It was really fucking cool. She destroyed well, her face. Too, yeah. You're hearing this shit, Oracle. You're hearing this shit? Yeah. I went up half a star. She I'm was fine. fine. Brit's tough, man. Like if, whatever yeah. we say about Brit as a worker, she's fucking now. Did you tough, see her right? promo? Absolutely not. I avoid those. She's, I mean, it wasn't good. It was just it was like 30 <laughs> seconds long. Did she but... do this the whole time? I that is know. a great call. Bro, that is absolutely bang on. Was that Alex's thing? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Alex fucking yeah, he that was him. Fucking yeah. She did she fun. said something about how she brought like they're really laying on thick that her and Jamie are best friends now. Yeah. Brit's gonna turn on Jamie, not vice versa. I just think it's a shoe. I just think Brit just wants someone to protect her at all times. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Bob, do the DMD. No, no, that is not the deal. No, no, no. That's that's. that's, It was much better. Yeah, that's no. That's like my dad typing in his cell phone. That's insane. Okay, (laughs) while it is better, a student going from F to D with a year of a year of um, homework is not. It's not good enough. But think about this. This no, seriously, Meech, stop that in the chat. When you get this right now, because I've had enough of it, people ask me all the time, it's embarrassing. Bob, think deep in your mind, deep in your brain, okay? How long have you watched AEW TV now? Um, 
like a year and a half or so. All right. Britt Baker has probably been on 80% of those television shows. Yeah. There is a very specific way she does DMD. <laughs> Either you know it and you will do it correctly now, or we have to have a conversation about the way you consume the AEW women's division. What was wrong with how I did it? Well, if you knew how she did it... Well, I know how she does it, but she's a little more animated, but... Well, let's see it, Bobby. Well. All right, come back to me. The way the way Bob did it, it, it he's it, gonna go put a glove on. <laughs> it makes me it makes you wonder how small Bobby's handwriting is if he's gonna do this. Like Bro, he, doing like this, she's, she's never gone. Brit Baker. <laughs> he did he did the Tony Schiavone version. No, Tony, he does that thing where he puts the right arm across. That's true. To almost hold it up. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Is Bob currently researching what it looks like? I think that's what Bob's. Yes, he is. Doing. He totally is. is he okay? <laughs> She does it every fucking time. She's on the, am I the only one? Uh, <laughs> I haven't listened to a Brit promo in six months, and I know what she does. That's great. <laughs> Bob's the the way he covers. You know, as a professional, I'm not sure about Bob's. Uh, Brit was the only one thing. who was bleeding last night, right? Yeah, Moxie not bleeding is kind of disgusting. Did, was there blood last year at Grand Slam? I'm wondering if they can't bleed. Uh, New York State Athletic Commission's weird, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I didn't even think about. It. I was literally just thinking about the building, like because it's New such York a is weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. They probably can't. Yeah. Maybe or uh, Bix. Somebody, somebody DM. Yeah, Bob Bix. shoot Bix a DM. Maybe Action Bronson's gonna run the razor. Maybe. <laughs> is that spoiler, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how red Wardlow and Samojo are going to get as a tag team. Yeah, it's going to be art. Is Bob still looking up? How I'm very mad team? that they're called Wardjo on TV. What? It's a good name. Combines their names. No, they should be called the Big Men Are Back. Did you see that Wardlow tweeted Samo- Samoa Low? No, I didn't. Yeah, that was the alternative. The Big Men Are Back would be amazing because like, <laughs> Wardlow never left. Blood isn't allowed in Queens. Nerds. <laughs> Duke's yeah, the, spoilers uh, in the chat. Look at this Duke, shit. Duke's is fucking... Do you know the rating he gave to uh, to Ricky and Hobbs? Hmm. Minus three stars. Yeah, Every review of it's positive, but Duke said he, he walked by the building. Yeah. I was really uncomfortable actually with the tone of the way he said it, you know? Manny's going to go eat some cereal. Bye, Manny. What a pro he is. Did you happen to him last night? He didn't what? refresh his page. So he oh, yeah. Old, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, where is Manny? And I listened to him, you good? And he was like, yeah, I'm in StreamYard. <laughs> it's like, if I didn't ask, Manny would just quietly wait in the StreamYard until the show's over. And I'm like, well, I guess I missed that one. That Joe didn't want to bring me on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just reference him. Manny was just saying, I mean, this is an interesting bit. Very elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> what a character. I could even turn the show off to eat cereal. The best part is I can I can I can hear him saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although maybe he's, he can't hear us over the crunching. He's genuinely like he may be one of the more enigmatic people we've came across in this space, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's one of one, is Manny. 
Dude, when he you know, fucking found that thread of quotes and just decided he was going to tweet them all and make them wrestling quotes, fucking yeah. incredible, man. He was just replying to him sincerely. Yeah. like, And fair. I mean, it was very valid, you know. The Rollins one, I lost my mind. Mm. Seth freaking Rollins? He tweeted like, uh, who's a big star in the Fed that's not in the bloodline or something? Name one. And somebody put Seth Rollins and he replied, that's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see, know who that uh, is. I know somebody by the name of Colby Lopez, but not... did you like his match on Raw, Oracle? What the, what, oh, the Bob Lasher one? Yeah, yeah, it was good. That was spiteful to even ask that question. Why? Because he's had a... the thing with Seth is I don't like the idea of Seth, but when I've seen him this year, he's legitimately been good. Like I think he's been good most this year when I've seen him. Yeah, character stuff is wretched. But, you know, like the matches are good. Yeah, exactly. The matches are good, right? Am I for that, right? What do you think? Yeah, the matches are good. I, I don't... He, he, I don't know. He doesn't strike me as... He just is not somebody I care for. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he has good matches. I just, I don't think he's a... He's not, he's not even close to an elite worker. A lot of people think he is. I, I just, I can't see it. Like he just doesn't have. Do you the... think Josh Woods is better? You know, I'm not sure. Oh, Ray Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> um, man, this guy for the Browns got fucked up. <laughs> but anyways, um. Shoot, biting his tongue about not saying good, but um, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. The football game, Browns. Yeah, yeah he said the, the stadium's still intact. Yes, oh, that's unfortunate. Then is that Bob's team? The Browns, yes. Yeah, mm. that's Mike the Miz's team, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's Cherry the King Lawler's team. Yes, oh, it is. Right, uh, more so now, relatable quarterback. <laughs> do you uh, do you think Mike the Miz is better than Seth freaking Rollins? Oracle? What's that? Do you think Mike the Miz is better than Seth freaking Rollins? Uh, I, I enjoy Miz much more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good shit, right? Um... Hey, Bob. Yeah. What do you think of the Miz? He's awesome. <laughs> Good answer. Outstanding. Does he have like a hand thing? Does he have a thing you could do correctly? I don't think so. What does Miz do? When my he mouth goes. Up, yeah, I can, uh, can do that. Yeah, when my mouth goes. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know. When my hand goes up, right? Yeah, there you go. When my yeah. hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. What a worker. And you got to be careful with that. You kind of, you know, you don't want to, yeah. you know, resemble, you know, well, things like, like Jack, you, know, you know, that Jack Crosby enjoys. Yeah. Um, and Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see Triple H is talking about bringing back all the territorial NXT things now? Mm-hmm. He's doing everything he intends. You know, it's insane. I don't know. I still don't understand the territorial thing. I've never I don't understood understand it. it. It's. 
I would. I think it's more logical to have U.S. territories than it is to have like this bizarre like global mm. thing. But I think it makes more sense to have like you know how they used to have different developmental territories, mm-hmm. yeah, like across the country. I think it makes more sense to have like a version of that that's on the network than yeah. this bizarre thing of like, you know, the NXT UK thing is so fucking weird, man. Europe, they never got TV to do. I know what I'm saying the idea, you know. I like can't it's... wait. I cannot wait to see Bob tweet shit like, "I thought NXT Japan was good this week." <laughs> <laughs> Who will be on that show? Mako. Suzuki. Yeah. Mako. Remember when that was the word that Suzuki? They wanted Suzuki to be the face of their brand. I didn't know what? that. Yeah, it was apparent because you know Suzuki's freelance, right? Like he doesn't have yeah. a contract. Or... And it was a rumor that like Triple H was like. Minoru Suzuki, we can like shape it around him because he can obviously coach guys too. I'm sure, that would have gone well. Calls to Stanford. Why is this fucking old Japanese guy kicking the shit out of people every week? <laughs> <laughs> That's we like. Look, man, it ain't good. You probably shouldn't celebrate it, but like, there's stories of like he just sits in the ring on show day and like the young boys just fucking walk up to him, just shoots on him, beats the fuck out of him, like just in front of everyone. That's good shit. Mm-hmm. I agree, but I don't think that would be good for WWE's corporate culture. You know what I mean? Danielson should start doing that. Oh my god! Well, you know, Vince McMahon fucking and then paying off uh, his his employees wasn't good for fucking. corporate culture either. Well, but, what? You know. But literally, it wasn't. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm not. You know, I'm, I don't mean. What I'm getting at is, I think there would be a lot of, you know, legal ramifications of such a thing. The same way they were for what you just referenced very um, neatly. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's get away with words. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, like, you know, when last time they had a trainer who was really mean, there was quite a lot of fallout, you know? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Suzuki would bitch slap and build him up and make him cry like a little bitch. So Of course. There's, of course. there's no, yeah. you know. I mean, you Terry Taylor's still there, so. Well, he's yeah. a racist. That's different. Right. They're widely accepted in professional wrestling. <laughs> That's true. Right. Another good thing for the corporate culture there. Bro, every single fucking guy goes on Jericho's podcast and goes, he, you know, he asks the same question, has the PC, and they go, Terry, what a genius. What a guy. That t- when Swerve said it, I about nearly threw my fucking phone out the bus window. I couldn't believe it. The finishing touches he puts on your game, he's a fucking racist. <laughs> Two companies he was thrown out of this shit, man. What are we doing here? Is wrestling okay? No. No. There's a lot of evidence that it's not okay. Who do we blame for this, Bob? Bill Watts. Yeah. CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope that Punk officially puts... I hope Meltz officially puts Punk in the Watts spot. Now, when everyone's out of touch, he refers to Punk. It's like oh, Punk God. in 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He talks about Corny and he goes, it's like Punk, man. That's good shit, yeah. Yeah. How is he anyway, Bob Meltzer? How is he getting on? He's good. I like him. He's changed, though, man. He's verified now. That is true. Changes a man. He's got a How different profile feel? picture. How do you feel about my theory that he's being pro WWE because he thinks the elite are going there, and he's got to set, he's got to lay the groundwork. Like he has to give a couple five star matches out because when Kenny comes in, he can go full six. Like, because I, I'm, I think this is a thing. I'm working on it. Yeah, so I can see that. My favorite Twitter exchange this past week is when he was talking about like Jericho getting hired and Bischoff 
quote tweets. <laughs> what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bischoff lying his ass off. I believe Bischoff said, are Critical you... was like a Dave Meltzer. That motherfucker has a memory of like. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way Bischoff's right. <laughs> Bischoff. Bischoff, I believe, quotes him. Are you fucking high? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. did you see uh, Bischoff's quote about um, WCW in the Carolinas? Spitting. Oh, yes. What he said. They didn't actually draw. Yeah, they were never drawn in the Carolinas. We didn't actually kill once in Salem. Did you see... Uh, Cooking. Bob, did you see Dave's Dynamite ratings tweets today? Uh, I did not. He tweeted the rating. He put something like, that's got to be a disappointment. And then like two <laughs> tweets, somebody replied to him with, well, Dave, like um, network TV started last night. Networks are way up. And Dave quote tweeted with basically something like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's not what he said, but it was. <laughs> so what was the rating last night? Mm-hmm. They were down a little bit from last week. They, oh, yeah. yeah. Point three, five, one point something million. I forget. One point zero one. What mm-hmm. was it? I don't know. One point zero three years, yeah. Yeah. Um, the networks are way up, though. Like genuinely, I'm not like, and this is gonna sound like I'm being like being mean. It's a lot better than this because they're like number one every week. But it does remind me of when TNA was on Spike and Davies were like, "Hold on, they were up fifty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you explore these numbers, maybe they should do more AJ matches the next week. Russo would do like a fucking half hour AJ match, and it would be down fifty, and Melts would go, "Well, but there's a room board, you know." Yeah. <laughs> just, it's like they do good, man. They're fine. Like just right. get life to analyze it. But at this point, it has to be said the ratings have kind of like they are. What they are. Last week was crazy. It seems they're going to settle in between nine hundred to one point one. And that's Bob, Bob was Bob was predicting mm-hmm. one point seven for this show. I told him over and over. He's like, Bob, it's high. Yeah, you might be high. He's like, I'm telling you, man, they've got momentum. Brian's a big draw with women. This is the thing he said to me. Um, they're going to do 1.7 this week. And I was like, all right, man. So you know that Eric Bischoff quote? Which one? Like, well, the one about uh, Winston-Salem. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The real art about Eric Bischoff dudes. is... Look at this yeah, fucker. He's a fucking loser. Do your own show then, you piece of shit. You can't even come <laughs> on here and you're criticizing <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, the real art that is Eric Bischoff is that he convinced Conrad he was right. Yeah. <laughs> and he began to sit, he was sitting shut like this, and he goes, ask Flair what he was drawing in Winston Salem in 92. He was naming years where Rick didn't work there, which was the best part. <laughs> we were on, he was, we were on our ass, man. We could, you know. So yeah, I, and then at the end of it, when Conrad like cites numbers that say he definitely killed the town, he goes, I'll sacrifice it. I'll sacrifice it for what we were doing across the country. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what a hooper! And, and Connie obviously was like referring to the fact that they went out of business and lost loads of money. And he was like, "That's a, that's a different matter altogether. Yeah. That's a different thing. That ain't that wasn't here." To be fair, that isn't the reason, right? Let's be honest. But yeah. it still was amazing the way that he like he argued it in a way that Comrade was like, "Well, I guess it was the right thing to have that really I mean, boring match for a shitty finish." The big thing I think that you can take away from Bischoff's podcast is you can certainly see how he convinced so many people that yeah. he knew karate. Um. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That's, that's disrespectful, bro. Don't play with that shit. I ain't doing. It. He worked hard for that. All right. Yeah, we've seen. Got, we've seen the footage. Knock right. a block every kick, bro. 
blocked every kick. He's so elite. Like, just stood with his arms up. Yeah. Blocked it. Boys popping huge. <laughs> There's, honestly, though, with guys like him, especially Jeff Jarrett, you do see how they, like, maneuver. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so charming. Like, you can imagine him around, like, a business meeting. Like, you fucking, this guy's going to do it, you know? Yeah. And he's obviously, he's a dumb fuck. He doesn't know any better. Can't wait to Pac-Man be- Jones. <laughs> I can't wait till he gets control of Impact and nothing changes whatsoever, business-wise. He'll, yeah, nothing will change, but he'll try some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, he will. He always tries some stunts, you know? Yeah. I was walking to the cinema, listening to My World, and he started talking about Pac-Man, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to say so many problems. And by the end of it, I was like, sounds like a hell of a guy. <laughs> he's, talking about, he's talking about going with Pac-Man when he bought his boat and stuff. He's a friend. I love Pac. Yeah. But um, I thought... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so in that moment all i did was picture fucking joe walking down the street with jeff jarrett's music playing <laughs> oh, i forgot this i forgot he had i was like fucking listen to my world and he, then he's just like all right <laughs> jesus man i don't know i like wrestling podcasts sometimes we have an echo we have a slight echo did you hear that shit Mm-hmm. Right, everyone, calm down. Please, Oracle, please calm down. This is serious. Mm. What was that? What was what? There was another noise. That was me. Was it? Was it when yeah. you was being calm? Yeah. All right. Next time it comes up, everyone be ready to act, okay? Okay. Right. Anyway, enough of Jack Jeff Jarrett. Who do you think Tony Khan should bring in as the head booker? Gabe Sapolsky or Jeff Jarrett? What do you think Ethan Page would do if Gabe Sapolsky walked through the door? Punch him in the face. <laughs> Ethan Page fired for punching New Head Booker in the face. There you go. Gabe, Gabe will be keeping his options open for when he needs to book NXT Japan. Oracle, which young guy would Gabe push by having him lose on TV every single week? <laughs> uh... The classic. Dante Martin. Yeah, be, fair, that's kind of what he does. Yeah, one of those guys. I think it would be Jack. It would be Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle yeah. Boy. You just lose a 15-minute match on TV every single week while the commentators talk about his growth. Be good. How good was Ian Riccoboni last night, bro? He fucking rules. He rules, yeah. I'll be real. Yeah. I think Excalibur does a hell of a job. I, I would be really tempted not to make Ian the voice of my promotion. Like, legitimately. And I think, you know, I have no issue with Excalibur. Ian is fucking great, man. Ian's Ian rules. Yeah. Ideally, they'll be the two lead announcers of the two programs here sometime in yeah. the near future. Who do you prefer? I'm genuinely intrigued because, like, I think they're both really good. You prefer Excalibur? Yeah. Bobby, who you got? I think Ian's slightly better. Yeah, I do too. I think there's a lot in it. I think they're both really good. I prefer I Ian's style over Excalibur's. I like the way Ian. Good. I like the way he sells like the heels and Excalibur. Some people. Hate Excalibur. I don't hate Excalibur at all. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's excellent. But I prefer I prefer Ian's style. Yeah, I I think they're different, very different stylists. Very different. Yeah, very different. I am not so much in AEW, but sometimes in New Japan, and I I'm probably wrong in this. It's probably just my own fault. But there's times he comes across kind of like phony level of excited or interested. No, he does do that, yeah. And that and that I for me personally that I don't enjoy that but i think i do think he's very good i genuinely um 
I'm not as anxious to push JR out the door as a lot of people are, but the hope eventually is Excalibur's. Well, I mean, unless they get the Ring of Honor show, then but Excalibur would be the voice of Dynamite, and Ian would be the lead guy on Rampage. It's those two and Kevin Kelly are the best three in the business right now, right? Lead broadcaster. Probably, yeah. Oh fuck, sorry, I didn't mean as this. Cole's obviously in there. I was, but I was just about Cole's to say there. Cole's in there. Yeah, my bad. I, I, that Cole's was just my brain. Definitely better now that Vince is gone. I think Cole's really good. I've always been, you know, I've always, I've, I will. Obviously, I haven't seen it, but I would have easily guessed that Cole's been much better since Vince has yeah. been gone. And yeah. I would generally defend him because I think he got too much shit anyway because of a range of things that we're aware of. You know, like right. To be clear, I wasn't. Cole know, or Michael Cole makes like, what was it that he said? He, he brought up PWG on SmackDown. He yeah, and everyone lost their minds. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that though because that was that kind of he kind of told on himself, Loki. Right? He shouldn't have done it for a generico match. That was kind of. Kind of like told on himself. Like if you're gonna do it and try to be like a nerd, don't do a fucking generico match. The whole bit is that isn't generico. Yeah, fucking true. loser. I'd have stuffed him. I'd have punched the shit. Honestly, he walked through the grill. I said, "You piece of shit, put my fucking foot through." I said, "What do you think high spots are gonna do next month, fucker?" You know what I mean? Throwing him across the table. This In all seriousness, yeah, the NXT UK when he was great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The the Brian build is when Cole. I really changed my mind on Cole. He can listen, man. Maybe not to JR's level. Run. Yes, he in, was. With a big deal, he can call a big moment yes, and give it his, give it the call it deserves. You know, mm-hmm. he's capable of that. That's one thing we all just put Excalibur over. I'm not convinced about him on that particular front. You know, that's like giving the big moment its perfect soundtrack is a that's a skill, isn't it? Because you know? he doesn't really do that now. JR right. usually is still the one that does the and big stuff. Jim still hits one. Jim still has most. it. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget the fucking punk line about Jordan. He slid in there. Oh, this is Jordan-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think I think that's the top four guys, though, right? Do we all agree on that? Now, now I've remembered that Michael Cole exists after him being on TV for 25 years. Yeah. Yep. I think the uh, – this isn't exact, but the Excalibur, Taz, Tony booth is fucking great. Yeah. That's the best. You have play-by-play analyst, and then you have like the fan. Yeah, Tony's Tony. The way they use Tony now rules. He can still be the lead guy when he needs to be, um, <clears throat> but he's in the perfect spot of like he's almost like what Crockett used to be. Yeah, but obviously not like <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> I don't know. I, Tony. That was one of the first things that really. Uh, David Crockett fucking rules, though. I know, but he is. Like, that's actually a good comparison, but you got to admit it is kind of weird because Tony was such a, like, smooth announcer, you know? Right. Tony on the weekly TV was one of the first draws. Like, I I definitely remember tweeting that the first night of Dynamite. It's like, man, this is just, like, it feels right. Yeah. Because Tony, I I am definitely someone who got caught up on the narrative with Shivani. Like, I was like, that guy fucking sucked. He's second ever. Yeah. I really believe. I'm sorry. I, I look, God bless. All respect to Gordon Soley, I'm sure, but like, I can't do it. Yeah, I think he's probably second now that, uh, now that he's kind of gotten to rewrite his legacy here these last few years. He just was on the other channel with JR. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm. fucking impossible. JR, we talk about this a lot. Where'd you got into on WrestlePurist the other day? Like, never allow JR's current performance to like, 
even if you like him or dislike him, I think a lot of us enjoy him still. Never let it distract you from how good that dude was. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was a force of nature. There was a point where he was genuinely like a top 10 asset in all of wrestling because he could get guys over. Single-handedly, he could get guys over. There's you know? like multiple eras just of him personally, too. Yeah. WCW JR and my favorite and Attitude Era JR, two totally different announcers. I, and they're both great. I love sports announcer. Yeah. You know, but the way he would sell the heels and the baby faces in the Attitude Era was god tier. Never been matched, ever. Yeah. Great, great announcer. My favorite is God, he's when Triple H revealed that he was the yeah. mastermind behind Austin. He, you son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking amazing. Triple H, like he owes him a lot. He got him a lot of heat, you know. Like yeah. he, he really. We actually talked about Fed Dead this week. Shoot, like the fact that so many announcers now when he was in the fear just treat it as part of the show and don't say. Yeah, it. I know. And it's like Jr. would like lose his mind no matter what yeah, match because he'd been robbed yeah. of what he wanted to see as a fan. You know, mm -hmm. as a, as a as a fan of the product, he wanted to see these guys wrestle. And he get it's been stolen from. Him. He would sell it. Tony usually gets mad, but even he doesn't sell it enough. He no, gets mad, he, but he doesn't really like. I'll say this, and I, before I get any further, I do sympathize because on Raw they have a lot of it recently. I actually think Jimmy Smith does a pretty good job. I think he's a nice announcer. I think he's great. I think he's solid. He doesn't do it at all, and that was what I was really focused on. Sexton tries, but the call on the main event on Monday because again I don't want to show the sound a lot. It like. Pop me huge like called. He goes, with some help from, like he was fucking calling like golf or something, you know? It's like, yeah. brother, the main event you've advertised all night just got fucking hijacked by heels, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you should be fucking slamming your fist on the desk. That's the thing, like with JR, he'd be like, damn it. Yeah. What the hell? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, we all still enjoy JR, but now he's like a podcaster. He's just sitting there giving you his thoughts on, on he has the so many great calls. Like, there's like a list of like, there's videos of his great calls. I know, I know he was a meme and, and still, what you know, like in the ten, like 2010s or whatever. Yeah. But like, another like underrated call is when The Rock came back to help Foley. Oh yeah. And and they had and yes for the for the build the mania. Mm -hmm. And JR says something like, and Orton's pissing his pants or something. He makes some great call. <laughs> and the way, like, I can't remember what he says. He's but it's a, incredible. Like, look, man, he ain't perfect. There's some shit you can look with Jim and, you know. Oh, yeah. But, like, that's most people in pro wrestling, though. All, to, all in, whole body of work. Legitimately one of the great wrestling people, like, ever. Yeah, like the yeah. amount of good that dude did and how good he was at his job, all I mean, that's a range because the amount of guys that credit him for helping them internally and then what he could do on screen. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to get sappy here because hopefully he's with us for a long time, but that's going to be a really sad day because I don't think people realize like that dude is he right. is pro wrestling, man. Like, that dude, mm -hmm. the way he talked, even to this day, as grump as he is and it's bit like he still when he talks about wrestling, he likes it's like. Yep, man, that's wrestling. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's special. It, it really he's is. Still, like we've talked about this topic, Malta. He still pops me huge. I yeah, fully, I Whiskey, fully understand yeah. why people don't like him. I'm not naive. I'm not pretending. No. I'm not. If he's you told me sometimes. you think Jr. fucking hurts the show, I'm not even going to disagree with you. But yeah. he still pops me huge. 
Yeah, like, we, I, we, you know, we have a soft spot for him, right? He's when weird. he gets mad at shit, even if I like the shit he gets mad at, I lose my mind laughing every time. Mm. Like, I don't know. He rules. Look, he's we're we're so, we're light on him because we like him. But yeah. that's his way. His number, you know, his way. It's like <laughs> I probably would agree he's bad for the show sometimes. I just I enjoy having him around. I'm sorry, right. man. His way is I. I love the guy. You know, no, he's one of those dudes. Now I'm thinking of all his great calls, man. Like, yeah, just even stuff that people don't even think of. Like, Michael's won in the title at, at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Batista finally crowned, get, beating, you know, getting crowned champion at Mania. Yeah. The time he said uh, Buddy Matthews could have played running back in college. Where have you been, Andy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. There you go. I've been around since the 70s. Every promoter would book Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Monty brought me. He was like, he kept. He's been. He just kept making a point. That he's been around since the seventies. Like he yeah. had to like, like someone was watching. Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> what a legend! That Jr. being Jr. liking Buddy Matthews has been the funniest thing ever to me. It pops me so he did not see it coming at all. You know the funniest thing about Jr. He's being phased out, and like this contract, he got a new deal, right? I have no idea. The funniest part of all of it is, do you remember how often Triple H would try to shoehorn him into shit? Yeah. There is like a non-zero that he ends his career calling like NXT fucking like Europe. (laughs) 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 I will never forget tuning into the Mae Young Clack because everyone knew it was a bad idea. Triple H loves JR, right? And he's like, we're going to have him do the Mae Young Classic with Lita. (laughs) Fucking good idea. Yeah. Legitimately. This is a good call, Jr. on Mox's debut. Oh, he's yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that was uh, that's his that's his last classic call, in my opinion. I think the punk call like, and, and 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 don't get me wrong, I like the punk calls, but like I thought that's yeah. that 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 actually felt like Jr. like 20, 25 years ago when he called that. Mox. Legitimately, his call of the May Young Classic will go down in wrestling history as one of the worst. Like that is one of the f- most insane decisions ever made. Yeah. No one knows who thought that was a good idea other than Triple H. He appeared to have no understanding of anyone in the tournament. That's yeah. like that's one of those things that you kind of like you look back on and go, like, how the fuck did they do that? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. With Lita too. It wasn't even like she was her broadcaster. She was bad at it too. Yeah. What a bit. I think JR's got a job in AEW for life. If he wants one, definitely. Right. I just there's I could, a chance he'll want to do commentary. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the one that's thing the, I remember about, 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 about Lita. He's such a bootlicker. The one thing I heard about Lita calling that calling that Mayon Classic is she kept rolling her R when she said Kyrie Shane. Yeah, do you remember he kept saying "Win or go home"? <laughs> Every single match he would say it's "Win or go home." You lose, pack your bags. <laughs> There's a segment of the Legends of Wrestling Round Table where it's like him and like God, Foley's a fucking world. Foley's mm-hmm. like, I don't you know, I don't agree with when they made fun of your operation. And Jim's like, I had no problem with it. It's fine. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you had no problem. I didn't think it was funny. And he was like, it's fine, no, no big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All time great bootlicker. Um that's that's AEW should bring those back. Just let JR host those. It's just oh, him and Arn every week, and they have so many. They could actually do killer versions there. Yes, they Dustin, on uh, Jake when he shows up. I don't know if Jake's still there. I'm not really sure. Um, Tully, if he remembers, he's supposed to work there. 
<laughs> There's other people they could just bring in. Chris too. Jericho. Tony. Shivani. The Mad King. Eddie Kingston. Talk oh, about Shikara. Yeah. <laughs> imagine on. Imagine they gave on like 10 Shikara matches watching it a round table with Claudio Bryce. <laughs> the ice cream Could you imagine they are kind of like. Now tell me about this Quackenbush kid. I want a I want a Crockett one, and it's like oh. Tony, um, Arn, Jr's there, and then just fucking Eddie Kingston, and he just asks questions the whole time. <laughs> Bring in Ricky Morton for it. This shit needs to happen, man. Yeah, JJ, man. are you still in the chat? Send Tony a DM. Oh, hey, sorry, just, just, say, just say Tony. Legends of Roundtable shows YouTube. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good actually. That'd be very good. Did you I hear the story about full review shows of that shit? Did you hear the on like when they remember that mentioned in Boston with FTR and the Young Bucks? I arm walked up to Dax and Cash. I was like, that's the best tag match I've ever seen in my life. God no, like they didn't think it was the best tag match I had in the last week. That arm was that arm apparently watched it and was like there was a story going around that arm was like watching it and but popping and like standing up and shit. What incredible like how fucking wild is it he still cares that much? Like seriously, I know it sounds like it, but he's been horse, he's been retired for twenty five years, bro. Mm-hmm. In the horse for DVD when everybody's like shooting and like arms like K fade the whole time. Yeah. We broke his arm. Oh my god. <laughs> They're talking about oh absolutely okay no joe hear hear me out so it's greg gagne and it's and it's eddie kingston and it's just greg telling eddie stories and eddie like fucking reacting to him the whole time in episode four eddie decides that he's actually a complete liar because everyone tweets him the truth and he starts slowly calling out on it until greg quits in the middle of a live show can you imagine eddie popping huge at the fucking bischoff Pat Tanaka story. Yeah, that'd be amazing. He probably, Bischoff has definitely said something about him that would make him dislike Bischoff too. Yeah. Do you remember when he was uh he was commentating elevation and Mark Madden was in the crowd and telling him, there's Mark Madden, a friend of mine. He went, he said something like screw him or saying Tony was like, well, <laughs> um, piece of shit. What a time that was, Eddie Kingston doing elevation. Oh, I miss his show. Oh god, that was unbelievable. That was like legit, like having Dusty on fucking yes. Disney shows. Like that was he would be on there. <laughs> he would drive fucking Paul White insane. Oh, <laughs> it was the Paul man. Bro, they were trying to get over that dark order oh. angle and he was just like, just tell him grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Shivani was like, they're going for a lot, Eddie, okay? Like, they're, I tell them to grow up and talk it out. What are they God, I forgot about fucking Paul White, lead announcer. That was this year. Yeah, yeah. stuff happened this year, bro. Jesus. And MJF yeah, Punk this year, man. I know. Rick Abani and, and uh, Daddy Magic. Last week uh, was the first time they worked together. I was DMing with JJ during the show. And they got off to kind of like a weak start. Like they didn't seem like they had chemistry, Menard and, and Ian. And by like the end of the first match, it was like they'd been calling matches together for 10 years. I was I DM'd JJ. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then by the end of the match, this is fucking awesome. 
Menard's yeah. really good at that, man. Of course. He's one of those guys who's just – he's not like a top guy. He has a ceiling, but he's just good at pro wrestling. He can yeah. slot in different roles. He could easily be a manager. You know, he, he's just a good talker. He's a good wrestler. He does that thing that um, – where he's still a heel, but he puts the baby faces over still. <laughs> like, he finds yeah. ways. To, that's, that's good shit. I will say – it, and like, look, folks, I ain't trying to make the guy a hero. We all understand this means to make him an asshole. But Jericho bringing those guys in his group was like transformative because they were having a nice little run. But just to be totally real, I don't know if they get re-upped. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. by the time they got put in that group, they were kind of spinning their wheels. And he thought I would seen them do most, like, they ended up having fucking blood and guts match. They ended up being in anarchy in the arena, which is an iconic match that will live for it. Like, and they were, by the way, they were not in those matches. They rocked. Oh yeah, matches. they exactly. Yeah. It's they, like like they ended up. My favorite, obviously, like brawling. They're great brawlers. They're great. Yeah, at, man. Do you remember there was a street fight we we did on there was a rampage review. Yeah. Santana Ortiz and Eddie and they had like the powder. Remember uh, the that deal? Right. Oh yeah. And um. You know, like, look, obviously, I don't think we're spoiling anything to say that I, I think we all assume without even knowing that they're going to get mowed over tomorrow night and kind of be the shtick heels. But the yeah. beauty of that team is they can do that and you can easily treat them seriously if you need to. You know, like it, you know, they they really are one of the better success stories in the last couple of years that we've got because they really wasn't on XTTV. I didn't even, like, I had seen people tweeting, like, Ever-Rise rules or whatever, but I didn't even really know who they were. I didn't know why. Yeah. I was like... They brought them in, and of course, they fuck in peak AW fashion. They brought them in on a promo they posted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then they were on a match the next day on Dynamite. Yeah. And I had some folks vouching for them too, from what I can go. Yeah. Yeah. Even some folks that weren't there, as Jericho alluded to. Yeah. Um, no, man, you know, they're one of the best. I think within that story, though, and I actually talked about this a little bit, never down a show, I forget which one. Rampage, watch along say. The Daniel Garcia thing might be like, well, it may be the second most um, kind of impressive Tony Khan deal. In that, as much as everyone knew Garcia was good, he was going so hard with Garcia, Garcia push at one point. I think we were all like, Jesus, man, you meant to slow down with this. Like, yeah. he wrestled at the United Center in the main event. He's like, first month. Yep. He, you know, he believed him. I think, obviously, the biggest success story we got this week with the acclaim. Right? I think. That's Bob, did you see the, the clip that Will posted of their debut? Uh, yes. Striking. Yep. Cool, man. That was a, that's a gimmick he wanted to do for a long time. That's one of his. That was like an idea he had before he yeah. even saw Max and Anthony. Um, you know, I I knew the crowd was going to pick them in the title match of the pay per view because that's they were over and you cut, that's what you do. I don't think anyone was very far over they'd be there. And obviously, last night was like they went crazy, right? So yeah. very very cool. Crazy success story. Um, fucking wild. It really was. Um, Bob. Yep. You got any raps? I don't know. Huh. You got the DMV thing figured out yet? No, I'm still watching tape. Is this like an elaborate bit that I'm not privy to that you guys have talked about? No, but he's definitely stalling, which I respect. This was crazy, bro. This was crazy. It's not how it's done at all. You do it, Joe. Well, I can't show it because I want to see if you can do it without my yeah. lead. You, know? you have to snap the wrist is the key. Yeah. 
to her forearms last night when she was when she was you know when she yeah. gets to like this close to someone she just throws a cutlery. Yeah. Calls a spot. Like Keith Lee last night had one of the most incredible spot calls I've seen on television sometime, which he literally snatched a headlock, went like this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's bad when I notice it. <laughs> Keith does that a lot, bro. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Because I don't care. Fucking rules. Do you think he's because he's such a fucking beast out there, like he doesn't realize how much every single thing he does like pops on the screen? He's so fucking He's so um, deliberate with his movements. You can tell when he's doing so. You know what I mean? I like Keith Lee. He's very good. He's, he's good. rich with the American Dragon, I think. Oh, that would be good. Rule. Yeah. Also, um, the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe, this goes six minutes. Okay. Yeah. Leapfrog. What other things those guys do? Could Joe hit that power slam on Keith, do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. About Terrence, ain't he? Well, that's true. <laughs> I noticed that power slam goes about, you know, a few miles per hour or less. Oh, yeah. Days. To be fair, it used to be fucking horrific, didn't it? Snap used to go on that thing. Oh, God. That's the thing with Joe is he's like, he slowed down a bunch, but because he was so fucking insane before, it's still like vaguely impressive. It's not shit you can do, you know? It's like his dive. But the fact he still does a dive is a pop. Yeah. But his dive used to be like a cannon. It was like insane. Yeah. You see Manny's huh. tweet? Uh, my bad. Shoot. When, no, when ahead, Joe, I was just going to change the subject completely. So you're fine. When Joe wrestled Josh Woods, he did that thing again. Well, when it ended, he just looked at the sky. And Manny tweeted yeah. Joe. Every time Joe <laughs> wrestles, he looks up the sky as if so. Thank God I got for another night. Yep. <laughs> he actually does that. He does. 100%. Bob, have you listened to Swerve on Renee's podcast this week? No, I haven't listened either. This week, I need to catch up. What does that? <laughs> Dude, that was so good that nobody heard it except me. No, I heard it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I coughed. I, um, I thought I thought we had a Britt Baker situation going on here. I thought we were about to have a bloody nose. I just coughed, bro. So I didn't say anything. Okay. Um, concern. Swerve tells a story about Moxley. Um, well, actually, Renee tells the story, not Swerve. Um, where Moxie found out that Swerve was kill shot on Lucha Underground and fucking lost his mind, is the way Renee described it. He was like fucking freaking out and popping huge. And then Swerve tells his side of the story, where apparently Mox just walked up into the, to the locker room <laughs> to him after he found this out and was like, So you were kill shot, huh? <laughs> and just put. <laughs> I thought that guy retired and walked. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> he fucking Renee blew his spot up. <laughs> oh, that rose. That's great. Because <laughs> Swerve uh... was like, that's not how he presented it to me. <laughs> Brother, that dude is something else. Dude, he's I mean, yeah. you know, as long as we've talked about him, shoot, I've said to you, like, he could be a top heel, right? Like, you know, I was high on it. Oh, yeah. When you see him in action at the minute, it's like he's even more than I thought he could be. If, he's blowing me away the last couple months, man. I'm usually very measured with this stuff, like who can be world Nerd. champion, things like that. If Swerve is not AEW world champion, barring yeah. something outside, you know, injuries or something like that, like Tony fucked up. He's unbelievable. He's and incredible. The, the coolest thing about him is 
he doesn't feel like he's pretending to be another wrestler. Like he's just swerve. He's the yeah. first swerve rather than the next this or the next that. Like he is him. Hearing him own... talk on that podcast yeah. was like, okay, I get all of it. like the mogul shit that was. Like, yeah. I get all of it now. I'm like, well, no, look, it's really him. And I also think that he was probably the first few months. I think he was trying to figure out how to portray the big star they wanted him to be, and he was trying. And I think in the last couple of months, you've seen him settle to this happy medium where he's being himself rather than overplaying it. And he's just being, you know, and, it, and it's getting over better. Because he can, I think Swerve's biggest win times, he can try too hard to be cool when he's actually just cool being mm-hmm. him. As a heel, though, he has this edge, this, this you know, vicious streak that is, like, magic. It's incredible. Yeah, that ruled when that tweet ruled. He got a lot of heat last night, man. Yeah. I liked what he talked about. Um, he specifically was talking about that interview he did at the forum with those with the guys I didn't know who they were, um, which is not something I complain about. I didn't know. I didn't. I'd never heard of that. I knew who Fabulous was, but like I didn't. I don't know. But this is the way he put it was perfect. You know, he said they, they, the fans get mad about it because they don't know who these people are. And he's like, you're already watching the show. <laughs> it's not It's not for you. <laughs> I think, like, in real seriousness, I'm not sure. But we should have known it was over. When when, they, when the Fed got Bad Bunny and everyone got mad, like, <laughs> if Bad Bunny was too far, we're right. fucked any kind of crossover at this point. Yeah. The only person that accepts is Eminem. <laughs> like, for reasons we don't need to get into on this program. I just, like... I did. I did tell Dukes a video package would have been nice, mm. but yeah. I just don't know why people have to make a big show of not knowing who these people are. Just well, be like, who my big show of a lot of things. Unfortunate. Yeah. Everything is really? a catastrophe. It's just it's you know I I actually spoke with Bobby about it earlier, and I just legit. And this is folks seriously. I know I've said this before. I think. It would help all of us, but I'm going to speak myself and say it would help me. I'm glad that we have had an hour and 40 minutes conversation tonight, and it's mostly been about our faults and our feelings rather than the discourse faults and feelings. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's kind of driving a lot of us fucking insane. Yeah, I'll talk for me, and I think I'm confident to talk for Bob. Um, there is such a bizarre like environment for discussion online right now, and it's so weird. It's like everything is like a this guy gets it because he likes everything, or this guy is like a miserable piece of shit because he didn't like this segment. This guy's an AEW bootlicker, and it's like I honestly could not give less of a fuck what team someone's on in professional wrestling. I just want to talk about wrestling with people that I respect the opinions of, you know. Like, and I, I'm glad this show has been more of that because we have too often, I have too often, you know, I speak myself veered into us just arguing with people that aren't here. You know, it's, it's just, it's pointless, legitimately. You know, I think I've talked about some on the show and you've, like, I still have my moments, but that's been, yeah, my, biggest, that's been my biggest area of growth this year. It's just, yeah. it's like, the, I sent you this, a couple of that fucking, uh, the cartoon on the bus with the guy who's happy looking out the window oblivious yeah. and the guy on the other mm-hmm. side who's miserable. I've, I'm working very hard to be that other, the happy guy now. Like I just, yeah, working hard is not even the right way to put it because that sounds like. No, you're making a point. Of it. I, the only yeah. thing is, I know you're not saying this, but like, 
the one thing is there are things I like that I will absolutely critique and tell you the things that were wrong with it. And I think too often people take that as me not liking it to begin with. Right. It's like mm. there are like four things I've seen or heard in my life that I will not give you a critique of. You know? Like it's just to me, it's just the way I talk about shit. And I think Oracle is the same way. I think Oracle and I, we will explore something. It doesn't mean we don't like it. We're just fucking losers that way. Right, Oracle? Mm. We, we, want to, we want to be that way, you know? And I, I just think, it's, you know, we, we, we move on this because I want to make a show about us not doing <laughs> so silly. But you know what I mean, right? Like, you can easily get lost in that stuff now. Like, they said this. Are they going to keep that same energy? What about this that you said last night? It's like, can we just stop giving a fuck cares, about any man. of this? You yeah. know, like there's like there's a lot of good wrestlers, there's a lot of bad wrestlers, there's a lot of good wrestlers, a lot of bad wrestlers. Just just fucking talk about it as humans. You know, I'm punk. so sick of the fucking punk stuff and yeah. yeah, that's been to me. That's been like the it, where it's just mm. honestly, even if you think punk's a complete arsehole, which you're probably right. Like the way people are talking about it, it's like Jesus, man, get a fucking grip. Yeah. He's just a prick. He didn't like do anything. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah, like an asshole. You get what I'm saying here. Oh, right? you like, know the the worst return run of all time. It's like yeah, not even in the top ten. I mean, and also, <laughs> I don't even mean this to like defend him. He's just like he's an asshole who doesn't pretend he's not an asshole. Yeah, he's just yeah. like me. Like there's, there's lots of guys <laughs> in wrestling <laughs> he's who are assholes who pretend not to be assholes. Yeah, he's some like of much. which may be uh, involved in this situation as well. We don't even need to get into this, not even, but all I'm, I'm saying sorry. is Manny's one of my best friends and Manny sees himself in punk, right, shoot? So yeah. it's good enough for me. Anyway, this, this I don't want to, I, I feel like we're dangerously close to the show becoming about yeah, us not talking about this yeah. uh, Bob, yep. top 25 things in wrestling today. Go ahead. Um, I don't actually have any. You know what I did like, though? Uh, the beginning of the main event when Regal did that like 60 second thing, just kind of talking about uninterrupted, kind of like their process and uh, what they've been going through yeah. and fighting each other. That ruled. He's so, great. you know, earlier to about Jim Ross and like the idea of just like a great wrestling person, mm-hmm. perhaps the greatest wrestling person, Lord Stephen Regal. Yes. Yeah. You actually think about it like he adds so much in every area he, he fucking feels. And he has helped so many wrestlers, good, bad, and in the middle, be better. And he always did it with such grace, always does it with such grace. He still to this day shows up at TV early and gets in there and fucking tries to help people out. One absolute, complete and utter credit to pro wrestling he is, huh? Like, mm. seriously, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know a good comparison for Eagle. Because he's he was such a selfless wrestler. I can't think of a guy who has such a degree of respect to that magnitude that he can be basically off TV for a decade and become a main character on a national TV show. When in reality, he did not really get a big push at any point in his career beyond the one King of the Ring push he got. Yeah. He was mostly a stooge. Yeah. I mean, seriously, is there a good comparison? I think it's incredible. I really do. I'm not sure there is. No, I think he's a one of a kind. He isn't even a guy who like WWE made a shtick guy and he rolled with it. Before that, he was like, like he was more, you know, he was serious more in WWE, but he wasn't like a top guy. I was to say like the closest guy I can think of is Dustin, but he got pushed multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
There's a lot of similarities between him and Dustin. There are. Absolutely yeah. there are. But like, how would I put, I, I mean, God, God forbid I undercut Dustin, who I adore. But like, Dustin's got his shit together. Yeah. And has been helping people for about 10 years now. Right? Yeah. Good timer. Regal has been this guy now for like 20 years. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like he helped like that Brian Joe crop. They all like credited him for like, that is fucking nuts, man. Like the best way that I can explain it is so to my dad, when we used to watch wrestling, my brothers most used to watch wrestling when I was younger. Regal was the, the one British guy. So he wasted out here. Right. But he was like a shtick guy. My dad like couldn't fathom that he was going to come in and be like the manager of Moxley and Brian. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was explaining to him, he's like the most respected guy in the business in that regard. He's honestly really fucking cool. Legitimately. Really cool deal. I met him he's, once. He punched in the face. No, he's actually super nice. It's a really um, boring story yeah. because, but yeah. He, apparently, he's like famously kind in those settings. Like he gives everyone time. Very polite. You know? Well, I was, I was. This is when I worked at the hotel, and I checked him in at two o'clock oh. in the morning. Oh, um, wow. But and so I don't have. There's no good story here because I'm not an asshole, so I didn't even acknowledge that I knew yeah. who he was because two o'clock in the morning. He was just he good was, dude. He was yeah. super nice. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And I was like, do I say something? I'm like, he looks tired. I'm going to leave him alone. But he was super nice to me. You should have just been like, you got those brass knucks on you? And then like <laughs> winked at him, you know? And he'd have, he'd have said, do you want to come in as my heel manager? And you'd have said, do I? And then, you know, next thing you know, you've been on TV for the last 20 years. The only one, um, the funniest one of those stories is Cornette. Um <laughs> This is when my dad worked there too. You have a cheeseburger. <laughs> and I came in. I had just gotten to work, and my dad was fucking checking. Um, they we had a one of the rooms at the hotel, like the the not the main lock, but the the extra lock. The deadbolt was broken, and so like Cornette was haggling with my dad about the price of the room, and my dad was like, "Well, you have this room with deadbolt that I no deadbolt that I can give you for nineteen ninety five or something." He was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> <laughs> he's not a real person. Right? He's like, he's one of them dudes who only could have like somewhat survived in wrestling. Like, yeah, he does this when he talks about like working with Sinclair. He's like. You know, in wrestling, everyone calls each other motherfucker. It's just they don't, they're not used to it. And it's like, well, Jim, everywhere you've gone, everyone's kind of got tired of you doing that. So maybe it wasn't good in wrestling either, you know? Yeah. What a, what a bizarre, bizarre human. Um, that one ruled too because I did acknowledge that I knew who he was. And my dad was fucking so confused because he had no idea who the fuck he was. The guy he left say? and my dad was like, what the fuck? I, I got his autograph, which is hilarious in retrospect. I don't have it anymore. But Did you say, where's the tennis racket? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Have you ever heard when Heyman told him that Jack Nicholson was a fan? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Paul Heyman used to show up TV every week with like a new liar. And his liar was that he, in the nightclub, I forget what it's called, famous nightclub in New York, he saw Jack Nicholson and Jack said, watch the tennis racket, kid. Give <laughs> you a 54. <laughs> Thank you, Oracle. And just to, just there. for clarification's sake, before anyone cancels me for getting Jim Cornette's autograph, this was in 1999. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be incredible if you got got shit for that. It got clipped. Yeah. Look at this sorry piece of shit. <laughs> it was literally on like a post-it note. 
I had it in my bedroom at my parents' what house. What year was this? 1999. Literally. I'm sorry. Was that when he was like, how do I put this politely? Was that when he was big? Because there was yeah, a time there right. when he was living in Connecticut where he began to get real big. If I remember right, yeah. Because like he says that he had to, he's like, I had to move to Louisville, otherwise I was going to die. <laughs> so <laughs> he was a witch rat. I mean, could just, you know, took the job a little more lightly, but whatever works. Bob, why did yep. you have to leave Connecticut? Oh, oh yeah, I have been to Connecticut one time. I just left because my business there was done. And <gasps> what did you <laughs> kill someone? You a hitman? I can't really get into it. Is that where the barber got whacked? <laughs> no, you know what I did. I went and took a picture of Titan Tower, and then drove home. That was legitimately it. That was WrestleMania weekend, uh, twenty nineteen. Do people stand outside of Titan Tower? Do they like? They like celebrate and cheer they got barbecues outside not when i was there but maybe should we go oracle i've driven by titan tower but should we like stand outside and like chant and stuff emulate ourselves in front of titan tower like we just do this we show and like when we, when we don't when we don't like uh what we've seen yeah Oh my god! That's a that's an apron. <laughs> my god! <laughs> yeah. Bob should work at Titan Tower. Yeah. Get a Jim Ross shirt. Can, what can if, Bob be the receptionist? What if Bob is the? Uh... Oh fuck! What's the thing called? The Wyatt thing. What's the new Bray thing called? White Rabbit. Can Bob yeah. be the White Rabbit? Yeah. Joe, Bob, have you ever looked at Jim Ross's PWT's page? Of course I've not. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Oh, I will say this is big news, guys. On on the Arn shop, they're selling the Nitro Horseman shirt. Yeah. I don't know how they can do it legally. You know what I'm talking about, Oracle, right? The Horseman shirt they eat in the Nitro era. What? They're selling it on the Arn store. You're kidding. Bro, this is serious business. We could all get one. We're oh on the show. God. That shirt is fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, that seems... I don't know why anyone would buy that, but you know. Well, there was no reason to take a mm. shot at me there. <laughs> Shoot, how much is the apron? My God. Bob's uh... buying it from Shoot now, apparently. $24.99. Not bad. There's a shirt that says, You're right, JR. <laughs> Less hmm. hate, more barbecue. That's good advice. God, wearing that to a barbecue game would be incredible, wouldn't it? There is a shirt that says, You sold enough. Good job. What's that? Is that like a podcast bit? I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um,. That sounds like a shirt for me. Yeah, <laughs> we should get you that shirt. There's a 50-50 booking <laughs> suck shirt. Oh, God. The 50-50 oh booking thing is such a... Like, that's one of the things that like, a small analyst said once and has now just been like completely destroyed in wrestling conversational content. My God. <laughs> <laughs> 
How many shows do you have? Uh, there's two pages. Oh, my God. Wow. Tremendous. Maybe well, one man. day you'll be as over as your girlfriend. What's that? What's that about? I don't know, but it's a shirt. That's well, probably from the podcast. A lot of those Conrad shows, they put like every bit they did for the first two years on the yeah. shop. They've all got the Grilling JR logo on them. Yeah. Mm. We, should buy, we should buy more uh, wrestling shirts. Yeah, I don't have enough. They're pretty cool, you know? It's true. Yeah. Bob, yep. why don't you make any more shirts? Um, I should. Got to get in the lab, do some designs. Dude, he's got a shirt that says "Not the damn Dippin' Dots." <laughs> God bless. <laughs> what a guy! I love how much of this shows about Jim Ross. Yeah, what, what strong bit that is. The very relevant Jim Ross. He wasn't even on Grand Slam this week. Good old Jr.'s friendly tap, Norman, Oklahoma. Norman, my God, I was confused what you said then. Carrot, what was that? It's like a Jesus. Oh, like okay. Bar or something. It is. That would actually be... tap was uh, Timmy White's bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. They were good uh, segments. They just passed away this year. Yeah. They were Timmy good segments. Bob, do you have any thoughts on those segments today with, with poor Timmy? Um, I liked when they were in Providence. They'd like go to his bar and uh, fight in there. I don't like yeah. the actual segments they did. Uh, Which segments um, are you referring to, Bob? Have interest. The ones where uh, he didn't want to be around Josh Matthews anymore and uh, yeah. came up with increasingly elaborate ways to, uh, you know, not be around anymore. Did he uh, – like, what was the purpose of that? Like, I assume it wasn't to get over a mere match type they were running. Was it? I don't think so. Like, they they moved him onto WWE.com after was, the first couple of weeks. and I think it was, though. I think it was to get over the hill in the cell initially. I mean – Oh, yeah, I, that's where it started. Because, yeah, you got hurt in the Hell in a Cell. Is that bad, Bob? Is it bad to tackle serious subjects like to sell Hell in a Cell? Yeah, especially in, you know, November, December 2005, making a bunch of jokes about death and WWE probably isn't cool. Is that when Benny happened? No, it's when Eddie happened. Oh, I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> when did Benny happen, Bob? Uh, June of 2007. Do you think they should have done the Timmy White segments then? Probably would have been worse, honestly. Worse? Um, Okay. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Hmm. I would have probably just not done them. I always think about you know with the Benny thing. I always think about how bad it would have been if they had like a death angle on TV the week before. Actually, it was two weeks before. So especially if it was like the most important figure on the whole TV show, that would be bad. It's true. Bob just kicked the shit out of you. Does it a lot, bro? Told you. Very... You know, he was supposed to never come back to TV after that. That was the payoff, which wouldn't have happened. Tim, what? No, Vince and the limo thing. Oh. I don't think Tim White ever did come back to TV. Nor did Benny. That is true. Oracle, have you seen this Chattanooga, Illinois score? No, what is it? It's 31 nothing Illinois. Uh, <laughs> what's uh what's that? Is that is that football too? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is that the college ball? Yeah. It that's is. uh that's Oracle's uh alma mater, Chattanooga. They're getting the shit out of kicked out of him by Tony Khan's alma mater. Mm, it's true. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was a little aggressive. It's okay. uh 
Joe, to put it in your oh. terms, this is it's like a uh, Premier League team playing a championship team. Chattanooga is not on the same level as Illinois. Jesus Christ. Um, did you hear Bob was talking about Benny again? Sure. Are you going to do a great grappler on Ben Maul? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great idea. Alex that would like it. A catastrophic idea. And Alex being a part of that program makes it only a worse idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still can't. I'm still worried about him because he watched Dynamite Review last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, is it is my uh my breaking up for you guys? No. No, no I think it's me. Okay, is shoot breaking up for you guys? Yeah, yeah. now he is. Okay. Okay. I'll shoot. be back. Okay. <laughs> shoot took, took the overlay off like a real pro before he left. <laughs> Expect. Hey guys, you want to review SmackDown? I think we did that. Oh fuck. We actually did Fed Dead this week, remember? So wait a minute. Are, they, are they doing the are they doing the white rabbit gimmick? Because it said 923 in the, yeah, the are they doing that? Right. Is he is he coming back on Friday? Yeah, I think so. I just Maybe hope it so. doesn't involve all caps, you know. Oh god. Yeah, what would be concerning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if he's you're moving fine. You look a little bit all grainy. Stilted, yeah. But yeah, but it's moving okay, so yeah. how do you feel? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, fair. Because you're rocking back and forth flat, right? I thought about doing a bit where I answered all your questions on delay. How, um... <laughs> do you think it's telling that three of us somewhat watch WWE and the one person who doesn't is going to be the most happy about Bray Wyatt coming back? <laughs> I can't wait, man. <laughs> He's, I'm uh... 100% doing a bit on Twitter tomorrow night when he comes back. What are you going to do? Just like a whole bunch of fist-pumping gifts and... <laughs> Celebration I videos, bad, and man. I feel bad for him, man. I don't. Like... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just, I think he's been a little bit unfortunate. I think Vince really fucked with his stuff, and it's kind of killed him for a lot of us, you know. Yeah, I'm saying like without any editing, he'd be good. I just think it's becoming increasingly a bit clear that Vince kind of hated him on a personal level. Like the multiple stories that Vince would just like yell, like just call him a fat piece of shit and stuff is like slightly um, done, Dukes. Done. I guess, like, I would say it's bad. I'd actually say it's pretty awful. I don't know why he had to do that. So, you know. well, there's a lot of evidence, Joe. Um, I'm yeah. not sure if you've heard about this. Um, <laughs> there's ample evidence that Vince McMahon um, yeah. is kind of a piece of shit. I only found because Oracle mentioned it earlier, I didn't know before that. Yeah. Mm. No, seriously though, like for the most part over the last decade, he has been so out of it and so bizarre that he has seldom tore guys up to their face the way he used to because they don't really get to speak to him. Yeah. Because Bray was a big deal and he actually beer out, like, it appears that he would just like be a piece of shit directly to Bray, rather than like burying him behind his back and getting him to you know get fired. Mm. He obviously did that too. Um Sincerely, as someone whose ideal wrestling probably couldn't be further away from Bray's, I think it'd be nice if he had a nice little run and his fans got some closure. I know? agree. I don't think he should ever lost his job because let's be real, he got a load of shit over and they just kicked the shit out of it, killed it, and got rid of him, right? Like, I don't know. I hope he beats Roman Reigns. Well, that's not carried away. 
You always I have no me. intention to do any discourse. I'm merely going to celebrate the return of Bray Wyatt. There may not be any words in any of my tweets besides the big man is back. I just i i want to i want it to go well for the guy. That's what I'm saying. You know, me I'm too. For, like, I'm rooting for him too. The Orton stuff was horseshit, man. Yeah, like dude actually rolled into WrestleMania thinking he was going to beat Randy and Randy's going to go on vacation. Had like he'd been away the whole time, and he showed up. And was like, no, not only are you losing, but like the person you're doing this act with is going to turn on you. That's past my time. What do you mean? I wasn't watching anymore then. No, no, but I, you know, I know the story. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. It's horseshit, you know. Yeah, they probably should have had some sort of plan. I agree. Like, like I thought you were talking about the first Randy Orton Bray one, where no, that was terrible. Where I'm Bruce just, Harper should have won the title. Call me old fashioned. I would say it was bad that he actively fought for someone to be in his act, and they were so spiteful they pulled him out of the act and left him with it. That's what I would say. Yeah. I think it was a bit slightly mean spirited. Is all I'm saying. You know, that's all. And I'm he actually, gave his act to all caps. Yeah, that's what I was he mean. like haunted Shayna Baszler for a month. They were supposed to just be on TV together, and they just said no. We're going to split you, and then had nothing for him. It's like what the fuck. They're going to go back to it. Honestly. I will be very performative and pretend I'm mad, but like it's obviously what she wants to do. So God yeah. bless. Like you can't really be mad about that stuff. You really shouldn't be mad about anything in wrestling, let alone that. I agree. But I think uh, all caps has been used really well on the TV shows of late, and she's absolutely bored out of her mind and thinking it fucking sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to feel about the Dexter Loomis Bray Wyatt feud in six months, bro? Dexter and all caps in a segment could make magic. I don't know about Bray's part in it, but that could be pretty good, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like full like, horror like, movie style. Yeah, yeah. Dexter's he... a good character, man. He can't work. I mean, his matches, you know. But like, in terms of his character stuff, like he's he's great at it. He's good. It isn't really my thing, but it gets over. And I, I like to see them try to do some stuff like that because the show can't just be you know have another twenty minute match, boys. Are, are Joe? Are you saying? Um, if I'm understanding you right. Yeah. Are you saying that maybe? Um, on a professional wrestling show that's you know anywhere from one hour to three hours long, that not every single thing on the show should be catered specifically to your taste. No, and the ones I know that's stupid. I would like everything to be catered to my taste. Yeah, I um, I just think I have no problem with going to shows like last night where it's like a super show, but I am a firm believer in that. I don't care how many times people dunk on it. There can't be too much risk in a wrestling show. Yes, actually, they can. They can be. I, I do not need every match to go 15 fucking minutes on Raw. <laughs> Please, God. Bailey and Lex do not That's need to go crazy. 15 minutes. They could do a promo or something. Go crazy, man. Like, I get yeah. bored of it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not good. Mm. And I, honestly, AEW has an issue with longer matches sometimes, but much less so than Raw because it isn't three hours long. Raw That's is... What, um... That's what noted uh, Twitter criminal Brian Alvarez meant when he said maybe we don't need to lay in chin locks all the time and everyone kicked the shit out of him. For well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chin locks thing is exhausting because it's just, it's always been a thing. It's even a thing in our beloved All Japan Classics. Guys will sometimes just sit in a hold. Yeah. You just let, is it the most exciting thing? Do you need to do it for multiple minutes? No. But Dustin's tweet was, what he said was, if used correctly. Yeah, Dustin was right. Yeah. yeah. I just I knew what Alvarez's point was no, to begin with. I, I agree. Iron Mike Sharp putting it in. 
<laughs> against Jose Lothario or whatever and just jawjacking with the fans. That's how you do he, it. Brian went Brian went for <laughs> went for the more vague version of tweeting, hey, maybe all the matches on Raw don't need to be this long, which he would have got kicked the shit out of even more. True. Um, and it backfired on him anyway. The, the, the real thing is they have... Brian Alvarez, even though he's a co-worker of one of my best friends, Dave Meltzer. WWE has they have a very tight structure. So you're going to wrestle the match a certain way. You just have to stretch it thin if you're going long, you know? Electra right. and Bailey do not have the ideas to have a 15 just, just There's no need. It's not going to go 10 minutes, 12 minutes, you know? Um, and by the way, there are 10-minute matches. Yeah. Listen, I I have no issue with a chin lock. I have an issue with racists, but not the chin lock. I just the one thing I don't like is when it's become one of those cliche Chris. I mean, I'll never forget I was at WrestleMania weekend in twenty eighteen and Andrade was wrestling Spooky Tom. And he put on a headlock and this fucking idiot behind me said, Oh, he's obviously getting called up. Look at him, he's getting he's preparing by testing out his headlock. Right, well, that guy's a fucking prick. I turned around and punched him in the face. Yeah, good. I didn't see the main event, you know? Yeah. That's a good example of where, like, things become, like, cliche, like, smart fan. Like, so it's not just bad because they just put a headlock on, you know? I'll say this. I'd rather put a headlock on do what a lot of guys do now, just walk around the ring, <laughs> which happens all the time. Guys just walk around, you know? It's one way you get heat and talk some shit to a fan. Like, how often do guys just walk around and have loads of dead space? It's like, fuck I also it. think yeah. it's good when Randy Orton puts it in and he... Yeah. You know, he does his tongue thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when he was doing like the serial killer gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I always it. liked yeah. when Kevin Owens, I like when Kevin Owens made it a bit to disguise put from the fact that he wasn't working hard in his matches, but it was very good. Yeah. But you know when he was here, when he would see an eight minute headlock, and be like, yeah, but it's a bit. Oh, great. That's yeah. much fun. And he'd spend the whole time trying to make like whoever he yeah. had in the headlock crack and laugh. A bit worked on house shows. Doing it on TV was stupid. He did it on TV too. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the most under... Look, God bless Kevin Owens. He's great. When he was a heel, like when he was like face of America, he, he was so fucking boring. Oh, yeah. He was awful. Oh, mm-hmm. bad. Like, that's like one of those things where um, because he's Kevin and everyone loves him, like no one really talks about it other than like us nerds. <laughs> And then he followed everyone on Twitter and everyone stopped. What's that? Yeah. No, that's exactly what happened. I did not get Face of America, Kevin was... Oh, it was bad. He was doing it at the same time Jinder was doing his shit, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Roman... The clip of him with Roman where he's talking about his paycheck, that's a good one. But again, that's a live event that's not on TV. That is fucking hilarious, though. Have you seen that? I assume you've seen that, right, Joe? Oh, yeah, very funny. Kevin's hilarious. I, yeah, he I have no, I have no problem doing it on house shows. It just popped me that he would do it in TV matches, but like, yeah, but it's not boring because it's like that's the joke. Great joke, yeah. right? <laughs> it's supposed to suck, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's I, a parody. I was, you know? I was very down on Kevin Owens for a long time. Yeah, his babyface run. He's impressed me. I think he's a great babyface. Oh yeah, for him as a baby face. Me too. By this memory. This will pop you. I mean, that wasn't just this, but you could tell he's like a good dude, like a really good dude. Yeah. So I respect him for that, you know, for actually being like he's, or at least appearing to be a good person. He he's never a, vouch for any wrestler. Exactly. He's an, he he appears to be a good person. That's why I changed my. He's an elite team. wrestling soldier. 
Like if you're building a roster, he's like an elite guy to have on your team. Like yeah. he can do multiple things. He's a selfless wrestler. He's a given wrestler. Elite tier wrestling soldier. You know what I mean? He's he's a lot like Foley in that regard. He ain't as good as Foley. Foley was much more dynamic personality. But he is a lot like Foley. <laughs> good. Oh, Pittsburgh I, almost got that. I, I'm very excited for him and Sammy versus the Usos. Mm. That should rule. I think that could be one of the matches. Ladder of the year. Wars. That could be one of the matches of the year. Bro. TLC. How about that TLC oh, match they're going to have? They can do a rematch. This just do a tag first. Let's get like 10 minutes of heat on fucking Sammy. You know, let's get some fucking juice. Just well, you know, that's rest. irresponsible now. That's needless. Well, <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Like that, Sammy and Roman, if you do that in the right spot, could be like spectacular. Sammy's an incredible wrestler. I was watching day one, right? I think that might be one. Yeah. We were talking about, um, not we, I was watching a clip with Regal talking about Sammy. He fucking ruled. He was like, you know, he's this sort of, he's like, he looks like a normal guy. (laughs) He's got the hair and the beard. He's got no real body. (laughs) And he goes, but you just look at him. You can't take your eyes off him. I was like, he's right, man. He's a great, Great wrestler, just great. He he's, can do anything, you know. What a pro! Reminds me of Bob. Mm. Thanks, pal. My internet's kicking the shit out of me again. You've been fine for us, then. Yeah, I just, I just sat quietly till it stopped. What a pro! I got the thing with, I got the little Wi-Fi icon up in the corner, and some of your screens went out, and. Oh fuck! Yeah, I could hear you guys the whole time, but yeah, did we sound good? Oh yeah. <laughs> Which of our voices do you think is the best? Um, mine. The <laughs> <laughs> chat Fair. told me I sound like a morning radio host. Yeah, I didn't oh. really ask. I said like our. Oh, I know, but still mine. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Um, of, the th- of the three of you, it's Bob though. Thanks, pal. Bob? Less is more, Joe. Good call, Bob. Yep. We have 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Feel that air. For 45 minutes? Yeah, what's number two on your list of 25 things you like in wrestling right now? Um, What was number one? The Regal thing from yesterday. Yeah, Regal talking for we 50 got, seconds. We got a good segment out of that. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Number two. Number two. Um... Watch Super Bowl three a couple weeks ago. That was very good. You want to talk about pay per view from thirty years ago? I would love to have pay per view from thirty years ago. Is that the White Castle with Fear deal? Yeah, I like the King of Cable match a little bit more, but uh... yeah, King of Cable match is better. I think so. Oracle, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, the chat saying Jamie Hater. I'd have to watch them back to back. My God, Oracle <laughs> will not take a stance on this matter. <laughs> I haven't seen. I've seen the Strap of Fear. Recent, most recently, I've not seen King of Cable in a long time. King of Cable was fucking old. The segment when when Sting puts his covers up and Vader punches him for like two straight minutes while he like fucking sells. That's pornographic, right? Yeah. Did you hear about my Starcade getting 100 on TW? Did you see I Dave talk about it? I did, yes. I sent him an email, a show report. I said, how do you think you'd star rate these? <laughs> What do you say? He asked. He asked for the games ratings and said, "Please just translate those. That's enough." Yeah, that's fair. But I said you haven't seen them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you think the Mad King Eddie Kingston would be a good match for Bret Hart? Yes. No. <laughs> Shoot, Paul Bales. I'm going to take a firm stance on this imaginary match. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Shoot and I were actually fancy booking a little Skip Bayless stuff because I was telling you about my oh. Skip. And then we went into like a real. That was good shit. Yeah, we were cooking something up, bro. Definitely. Um, you know, we had a lot of layers going on with Skip. So the the issue with the Brett and King match is like when they're put when they put the match together and King's got these ideas and Brett's like, well, no, we're gonna do this, yeah. and then it would just kind of fall apart. No problem is they like they'll like sit down, and because it's nineteen ninety four, Brett Hart, Eddie will be like, what about this four pillars match? And Brett will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, because he hasn't said those matches don't exist. And then one of them will punch the other. King will light a cigarette and Brett will get aggressively angry. Yeah, <laughs> Brett's read on wrestlers is actually like really interesting because a lot of like character first guys or kind of like bizarro wrestlers, like old school kind of carnival, he really pops for. But like yeah. he thinks Dean Malenko fucking sucks, and like he doesn't even think Arm was like, like he talks about Arn and he goes, he's like, I respect Arn as a pro. He goes, but like you know, Arn never never like was a big star or anything. Like what could he te- teach Randy Orton? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that clip where he talks about the agents WWE Brett he's like you know what can Jamie know he goes even on I respect Arn as a pro but you know Arn was never a big star that's just, outstanding just kicks the shit out of all of them Dean Malenko he kicks the shit out of in his book he buries Dean Malenko I think yeah you'd be surprised some of the wrestlers he likes you know catch you off guard Bob which wrestlers do you like uh, not a lot of them. What was your second pick again? Uh, Super Brawl 3. What else is on that show? Is that when Scorpio flattens Benny? Benoit, yeah, that's a very good match. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, um, that's, that's problematic. Yeah. Orndorff and Cactus, a false come anywhere <gasps> match. That <gasps> rule. Orndorff and Cactus, Oracle. God bless. Yeah, that match fucking rules. Is that the one where Cactus takes the bumps over the guardrail? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a what ridiculous bump. <laughs> Just throws himself over. Insane. Lunatic. What else is on that deal? Um, those were like the main three matches mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Um there's a part in the middle, I think it's I'm trying to remember who it was. It's like a twenty five minute Barry Windham match, and I've enjoyed Barry Windham so far in this nineteen ninety three stuff, but that was too long. It's Mooter, isn't it? Is not Barry and Mooter? Is that Um Yes, I think it might be. It doesn't have a finish, it's like I don't know. It wasn't Oracle. Is that the right match? What's that? Doesn't doesn't Wyndham Russell Mooter at Super Bowl? I think that's right. The really boring match after the big gold. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, the match is very bad. Yeah, it is. Barry's uh, a few people brought up in your mentions. I'm glad you're enjoying Barry, but he's about to hit a real tough, uh, yeah, career altering moment. Unfortunately, <laughs> what's up, Shia? I googled Bret Hart, Eddie Kingston. Um, this why? Is, why? Yeah, why not? You never knew what you're gonna find. Right. Um, of course, the first re- response is a fucking Disco Inferno YouTube video saying Eddie Kingston's copying Bret Hart angles. Well, true, he did copy that angle. But... Yeah, I mean, but I then got to a uh, uh, Bret Hart's take on. Uh, Vince McMahon being gone from WWE. Oh no! And I I fucking popped huge. 
Oh no. Um. He said, "I'm like everybody else. I'm mostly just kind of surprised. You know, I don't think anybody's ever made as big a footprint as Vince McMahon, and you know, I feel kind of sad about it actually." I know people probably think I would be gloating or happy to see him go through what he's going, but I don't. I feel bad that it happened or whatever has happened. I think his loss or his absence from the business will be sorely missed. My immediate reaction to this was, well, that kind of sucks. And then I realized that um, this is actually Bret Hart's reaction to Triple H taking over the World Wrestling Federation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that does kind of suck, though. He's taken on a lot of that stuff, like the lawsuit. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, yeah. he's got to be. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sure he's thrilled. I'm sure Natty sends him positive reports, you know? Sure. I mean, we know who she does send them to, so she must yeah. send them to Brett. <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston uh, called Brett Hart his champion as a kid. Yeah, he beat him for the big gold. No, not the big gold, 10 pounds of gold. Difference. Yes, Funk is the greatest of all time, but Bret Hart was my champion as a kid, and he was what a wrestler was and is. He's on my Mount Rushmore for sure. That's pretty solid. March 11th, 2022, 6.15 p.m. Eastern time. Bro, that's a strong take. Terry is the GOAT, but then also some Bret love, you know? That's pretty good, the Oracle of Wrestling, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brett versus Razor from the 1993 Royal Rumble was the first match he looked up when the WWE Network popped off, as he put it. He does him, partner. Yeah. Bob, do you do you, partner? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God bless. I just discovered the Steiner Bros wrestled A Train and Tomco in New Japan in 2008. Three and a quarter. That sounds good. Well, no, maybe not. Jesus fucking Christ, Bob. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, A Train was good by then, and uh, Tomco was okay at that point. And, uh, right, and then get two. to the other part of the yeah, equation. That's that's the issue. 2008. They were watched in 98. Yeah, that's Jesus. fair. <laughs> they start their second WCW run. It's kind of rough, man. You see a clip on Twitter today of uh, Great Kali in Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see that clip of MJF last uh, earlier this week oh. where he talked about people didn't actually watch full matches oh. and they only watched clips Fuck. on Twitter? Crosby did. Fucking prick. <laughs> Crosby messaged us that. was like, he's right. And then four hours later tweeted the clip himself. Yeah. Like anyone at that point hadn't seen it and needed Jack to give it the fucking thumbs up, you know? Yeah. I think there was some truth to it. I like, obviously, we've talked about the thing about the Twitter, like, this person's a good tweeter, so you should get a TV contract. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about analysts co-signing him, being like, no one who's the fuck for Kingo is. Yeah. It was, feels kind of problematic to me. <laughs> People that cover this, and like, yeah, who the fuck is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of feel that's like an indictment on the scene more than, you know. And I know that Max was just using him, but you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Not sure how I feel about that. You know, I'm not um, sure I feel about like reporters covering MJF's interviews like they're a shoot. It's kind of weird to me today. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Speaking of MJF, I really like this. I really like this bit he's doing now where he uh, he calls everyone a great guy. 
that actually does pop me. Yeah. Like he just he he'll just fucking kick really? the shit out of someone and then go. He's a great guy though. Mm-hmm. Fucking brilliant. What does he think of me? Thinks you're a great guy. Anything else or just that? That's it. What do you think, Bob? Fat. Great guy though. <laughs> what about the Oracle of Wrestling? No thoughts. Wow, Oracle. This is right. dad's a piece of shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle, who took a better bump? Tony Schiavone or your dad? Oh. This has to bro. This well, is a huge burial of your dad if he didn't have a better bump than Tony. <laughs> it was on concrete, Joe. He well, did him right there. Dad just sort of shook violently like Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Tony Schiavone took like a realistic bump. Dad went for like the cartoon, like, sub Shakespearean acting, you know. This is a real quote from MJF. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, that's a very inside bit. <clears throat> the great guy I never met him bit is not a. If you watch the interview, Helwani like leads him into that. Yeah, we're about to go way inside baseball. Everyone come for the ride. That's like a quote on a very particular subreddit that Helwani is like the king of, without ever saying its name. There is a subreddit that dunks on one particular stand-up comedian who used to fight in MMA. And they have like a whole language where they quote him. Helwani was beefing with this dude and learned the whole terminology to fire back and did like a 10-minute promo filled with these Easter eggs. One of them is this guy referred to someone and said, sincerely said, great guy, never met him, in one fell swoop. Hmm. And with that, if you watch it, Helwani leads him into him, pops huge, and like the Reddit page saw it and popped. And then one of the Reddit was like, Everyone on Reddit was like, MJS, the coolest wrestler in the world. He's a real wrestler. And I was just popping. I love when stuff like happens, you know? That's funny, too, because MJF, he kept doing it all day. He did it in the fucking next interview oh, with Barstool. Yeah. He didn't see, He didn't add the never met him part. but Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like he's Because yeah. he says, great guy. And Helwani like, says it again to make him say it. Yeah. He got clipped, and people were very excited about it. Sheamus and MJF will be good. I think they should wrestle for the belt. The NWA belt. Yeah. Sheamus should wrestle Eddie Kingston, I think. Well, that'd be great. On uh, Clash of the Champions or Battle of the Belts, one of those specials they do on TV. They got like 12 and like the crowd's kind of quiet, but the commentators are into it, you know? Yeah. I always like that. You know when like every match Regal ever had in WCW, the crowd just sitting dead silence while fucking Heenan was like, Jesus! (laughs) 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 I forgot this article. We talked about, you know, the famous uncensored match with Fit and Regal where Fit breaks his nose? Like you talk about how much so like March online as a nerd, you forget the crowd watches in absolute complete fucking silence. They just sit there and they have no interest in the match. And Shivani's like, oh, this is unlike anything I've ever seen. <laughs> the crowd's <laughs> just sitting there. Like it's so interesting how much has changed wrestling in that regard. Like, that would just people would just react to that now, you know? Oh yeah. Then they just they didn't know what to do with it. Like it was really interesting. Like Melzer thought Regal's work like sucked because he didn't. You know, we talked about Brian earlier. Melzer was just right about Regal. Like, he doesn't wrestle to the crowd. He just does his match and they just sit there and watch it. Yeah. Which, I mean, fair, but at the same time, it's kind of aged well because, like, everyone now wrestles like him, kind of, you know, that I style. Remember. I think I think Regal knew how to work the crowd. 
I agree. I just, it's not better than Zion, even to a degree. Yeah, he. To be fair though, do you not agree he got better of that as he got into like? Oh yeah, the everybody does. Yeah, I think there's a real argument that Regal's like pro wrestling peak was actually like when he was super old and he couldn't really do it much anymore. Like he figured it all out and was still capable. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. The NXT matches, like they, the Hero and Claudio matches, are fucking incredible. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. We reviewed them obviously on the Green Grappler. Did you see Sasha Banks? Did anyone see that deal with Sasha Banks? What? Bro, it was like 2 a.m. Eastern and she liked the tweet about Green Grappler and unliked it. I've got the notification. I tweeted it. Did anyone see this? No. So I tweeted the Asuka lineup and someone replied about Sasha. And they were talking about why it should be Sasha or whatever. And I went on Twitter and it said that whatever in it, Mercedes, whatever the fuck, had liked the tweet. Blue tick, whole deal. I clicked on it. I was like, what the fuck? Clicked on a page, the like was gone. But I've still got the notification. I've got a screenshot, whole deal. <laughs> so, like, I guess she just types in Sasha because there was no one that even typed Sasha Banks. No. She just types right. in Sasha at like two in the morning and just like. She's <laughs> a patron. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. Come on, bro. Fuck, people are watching this now. <laughs> no, she's hey, cool. Because the other one's patron too, and they have beef. That's true. Good point. Fuck, man. She's never going to come on the 31 now. You no. brought up Bobby Heenan a minute ago, and I, all I, I like him. Now, now is the, uh, the match we watched Sunday night where Heenan was the Cactus and Vader match where Bobby got aggressively mad at Cactus Jack for kicking out. Like he, it literally like that's all he talked about the rest of the match. It fuck, he was actually mad. It fucking ruled, bro. I didn't see that bit of my skip angle. So Bobby's my lead color guy, right? Yeah. Skip's gonna call himself Skip the Brain Bayless, which is layered because Skip the Brain is an incredible phrase for right. Skip, right? But he's like the only heel that Bobby doesn't fuck with because he's anti pro wrestling, right? Yeah, brother. The heat he's gonna get when he calls himself the real brain of professional wrestling. And That's Heenan's going to, like, fucking stand up at the desk, you know, put the Dukes up. I think it's get over, bro. We should run this angle. That was a great fucking um, – the best part of that whole process for us was me – was you telling me about King on Undisputed and then me realizing that King would just want to fucking talk sports with Skip Bayless the whole time and it ruined the angle. <laughs> so we have, we're not doing anything else here. So the bit – as I said, my bit was if I played a year, I'd get Skip Bayless, right? And I told Shoe my angle. And of course, because of how we do this, rather than just be like, that's cool, shoot then began to like modify, <laughs> adjust. He at one point we began to just book the angle for real life and be able to talk yes. about like MJF versus someone. Yes. Shannon was involved. We like we like pieced it together, you know. It was really it was really something to watch in real Bro, if we Bobby, could, we're never gonna do it because it would exhaust us and we quit after one game, but if we actually did a group TW, like a pair TW, we would legitimately spend hours just like Kicking things around. Yes, we would. It would be fucking ridiculous. It would. Rob, <laughs> no. I, uh, so basically what I ended up pitching was uh, a match where the, the titles, the world title got vacated somehow. Where mm-hmm. like I don't even remember. I don't think I ever finalized who the other person was. But um, It should be Max and King, right? Because that just yeah. makes sense. So basically what would happen is that both would have claims to the world title somehow. And so what you would end up with at the big pay-per-view, the big blow-off match, would be MJF with Skip Bayless versus um, Eddie Kingston with Shannon Sharp 
for the undisputed championship. <laughs> oh, real fuck. So yeah, when AEW is on Fox in 2024, we're running it. Yeah. I've already talked to Tony. God, Skip's bit being that MJF is a real wrestler would be... Yes. The amount <laughs> of times, I said it to you, the amount of times he would say, I've never seen anything like it, would be like... Oh, I just remember, oh. yeah, this was the best part, Bob. So I said it should be MJF, and, and Joe was like, well, hold on. And then I immediately followed it with Skip wearing the scarf, and Joe was in. Yeah, <laughs> That was it, Joe was in. Because <laughs> in my in my TEW gimmick, it, the timing has worked out that I just signed Paul White, so he's going to manage Paul <laughs> <laughs> because uh i don't really know why it just pops me the idea of it the visual of it you know yeah what are you doing with skipping tw bob he's not in mine i need a new one though mine's gone uh mine's gone a little crazy i saw that did you see that shoot what's happening is tw no oh wait yeah that six man yeah oh, i got so fucking mad joey janela in the world wrestling federation in 2009 mm-hmm. yeah. fuck that joe was there <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Triple H got his way. Yeah. Do you think Joey Janela should go to SmackDown, Bob? Uh, no, I mean I don't really watch SmackDown every week, so it would kind of be whatever. But Wait, do uh, you not? I have the past couple weeks, but you know sometimes football's on or football on. Exactly. Am I right? Hey, Bob, yeah. Bob, Bob. Football on. I don't think it is right now. It was for most of the show, though. Football on. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Football on. It is a good bit. I think is I it? overuse it, but it's funny. Hang on, hang on. You may tell me you had a good bit and slightly overused it. That wasn't mine. I don't know who came oh, up with that for one. Fuck. Jesus, Bob. Do you have to kick the shit out of me on everything tonight? Sorry. Can you, shoot, can you believe he created me on Vince fake death day earlier? Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That actually corrected me on that. <laughs> This is a good bit. Joey Janela's in your house spring break. <laughs> That's very good. He would have been 20 in 2009, Bob. Please fix your game. I think they have Hangman in OVW as well, which he's probably like 19 at that point. And oh, not... my. Yeah. Um, I won Company of the Year as the third promotion, which sounds on brand for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. I yeah. forgot I went and found the Eddie Kingston Skip Bayless tweet. <laughs> yeah, we can leave that off the show. For reasons beyond this tweet. Yeah. I said I, I said, imagine the text I get from you after my big angle airs and you realize Skip is with Max and you just sent me a fucking broken heart emoji. And then <laughs> I reply with Skip on Undisputed wearing the scarf and calling him generational. And just got okay. Hold on, I'm in. I mean, can you imagine how good he would be there? Yeah. And like, imagine Shannon being like, what would be Shannon's retort? Because Shannon would definitely think MJF rules. Like, what would he be his? I see in mine, he was it was Danielson because Shannon would list all of Brian Danielson's actions. But you went back on it, remember? Because he was like, he needs to be someone who's not won the big one. Oh and yeah, like, and Shannon's guy's a challenger that's never won it, so Skip can keep saying he can't win the big one. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good stuff. But enough about Jack Crosby. <laughs> so anyway, wow, layers. Um, 
Hey, Bob. Yeah. Are you excited for Rampage? I am, actually, yes. Are you excited for SmackDown? Yeah. Are you excited to read the results of Saturday night's main event? Yes. Are you excited to read the results of Sunday's Stunner? Um, yes. You excited to read the results of Monday Night Raw? Yes. You excited to watch NXT 2.0? No. Fair. Just testing you. Hey, the Oracle of Wrestling. Mm. You right, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I went to use the restroom and decided to brush my teeth while I was in there. <laughs> Tremendous respect. <laughs> well, fair. Um, do you remember when we started this show and I was like, hey, Oracle, how are you? And you reviewed Dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Did you uh, did you pop when um, Willie Uta was like, hey, dude, you just got fucking engaged, nerd? I missed that part. Did you? Oh, you saw it, right, Shoot? Yeah. I like the part where you talked about uh, her MJF's fiance being so smart that she'd eventually leave him. Yeah, fucking own his ass. I completely missed. It. I don't understand what he's talking about. Me neither. Nobody knows what the fuck he was talking about. No. So Manny, I think Manny, Manny thinks she's playing him. Oh, I she can't take his money. Yeah, I'm not sure Manny's right, right. But he put a level of thought into it. That I'm going to just say he's right. You know? Do you? Uh, you're you know definitely what? not going to remember this. So I'm going to do it anyway. Do you remember? Um, yes. When MJF had the redhead girl on and he kissed her very aggressively on yes, Dynamite. Yes, I actually do. Yeah. yeah, that was actually her. Yeah. That was cool, right? I mean, yeah. If do you think Wheeler Yuta is his real name? Yes. Well, is her real name, right? Wheelsy. What matches would you have done for the On Anderson Grin Grappler? Oh, my God. Oracle and I would have done the Regal match and Bob would have came on and been so mad about it. Can you imagine? Oh, God. They just stare at each other, basically, for 15 minutes and do, like, light chain wrestling. And Oracle, like, four and a half. Talk about <laughs> matches that were wrestled to absolute fucking silence, huh? Yeah. Bob, are you excited for uh, Zack Sabre Sr.? Yes. Pop. Um, that pop to answer your here. question, Joe, <laughs> we'd have probably done an Oli tag and a Tully tag for Act 1, right? Mm-hmm. Then we'd have probably done like a TV title match that he had when he went back in 1990, I think. Probably the Muta one. Yeah. We probably would have done. So maybe saying when he was in the Dangerous Alliance, he had a bunch of stuff there, tag and singles. And then Act Three would have probably been the Flair match and honestly, probably the Regal match. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have, I will say, I love on, he does not have a particularly deep catalog. Of, right. like, standout matches. He's just very solid, right? Right. I mean, obviously, his match with Smojo at Halloween Habit was good, but that's a different thing altogether. We really his real name is Paul Gruber. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Gruber. Bro. <laughs> what? He's uh... fucking rich out. He's public. Yeah. What do you do next? So he's fucking address? So let me look. Bob, come on, tell him this is ridiculous. <laughs> Gotta protect the business, man. Come on. His name's Uter. Wheeler Uter. Alright. How much yeah. did you enjoy my joke about Wheeler the other day, shoot? I don't remember it. So they got a new shirt called FT War. And oh, it says yeah. Harwood Wheeler and Wardlow. Yeah. And I replied, 
hey, when did you get added to that group? Where's Cash? Yeah. I was like, let's see if Jack gets mad at this and instead shoot, just posts like a gif and Jack never, ever responded. <laughs> I was hoping he's going to call me a piece of shit for that one, you know? Did you know at one point Wheeler Yuta's ring name was Hackman? Mm-hmm. Oracle calls a lot of wrestlers that, to be fair. <laughs> Alex Kai. Look at Kabuki, this. Kabuki Nye. Bro. Look oh, at my this. God. Meltzer gave it half a star. I know. How much, like, what? that's like a beloved match on, like, person only, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, I will say, I love it. It's, it is slow movie. I could see why oh, it's on. Yeah. They spend, like, 10 minutes building to when he goes for Regal's tape leg and the crowd pops, and it's, like, one of the best hit rules. Silverhawk. I also love, like, Arn's Wild baby Wildcat with a Y, Bob. Wildcat oh, with a Y. <laughs> On's a baby face in that match, and I like the way, the way the crowd reacts to him has always popped me. You know, like they have such a respect for him as just a, like a, just a fucking wrestler. He comes out and they pop. He has a six point five on cage match. There was a great moment the other day where on Fed Dead, someone said I think it was you, Joe, was like, "This Alexa Bailey match was Alexa's fourth best singles match." And Bob was like, "That is insane." <laughs> and I was like, "What ones would you have loved?" And Bob was like, "Well." Name two. <laughs> yeah. You fucking ruled. And then Oracle and I, we like rushed in with like a defense. It was like, hey, that Ronda match was good. We sat and talked about it for a minute. And then Joe put in the chat, it got a 4.5. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking awesome form of entertainment. <laughs> the, the Jericho Claudio match, like you and there was a good brother in the chat. I'll not name to protect him, but in the uh, Discord, who I respect a lot, his opinions was like, oh, this match fucking sucked. <laughs> and I was like, well, I thought it was like a four-star match. And when Cage had like a six-point something, I was like, Jesus. Everyone, the people were completely split on that match. So people just watched it with different eyes, you know? Yeah. Always intrigues me. Always intrigues me. Uh, Joe, on Wheeler Yuta's yep. oh. um, <laughs> Wikipedia page. Yeah. One of the headings under professional wrestling career is Ring of Honor, parentheses 2020, comma, 2022 to present, close parentheses. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's, I was just telling you. <laughs> but why? Well, why not? I don't know. <laughs> but I watched him in Ring of Honor. <laughs> Well, the, the point is that he was in Ring of Honor in 2020, and then he left, and then he came back in 2022. Mm-hmm. He went to AEW, remember? Right. But All Elite Wrestling? The, the Ganya promotion? Yeah. He was the pure champion this year. No, he wasn't. That's not even a real belt. Did you know he won the Shikari Young Lions Cup one time? No, but that makes sense. Bob won that, too. Mm. Bob was a big Quackenbush. Uh, you know, oh, wait. Ex- that was when uh, <laughs> that was when he was Silverhawk. I may have outed, I may have outed who Silverhawk was. Jesus, man! <laughs> Seriously, picture this. Picture this. Huh? Picture this. So the re- the big reveal is that Bobby's actually like a mat genius and like a mat technician. So like we all think that like you know Bobby you know he's gonna be like, eyes. <laughs> Have like big offense, and he's gonna have like big man offense. Yeah, like Stan. Oh, no. 
Bobby's yeah. on there on the mat, dude. Like he's over there doing like fucking European. Yeah. Moro's yelling shades of Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. Bobby's shades of the like, West Man. Bobby's over here doing like a, you know, getting like a, you know, a, a fucking half Nelson and like doing like oh, the wow. shit and the fucking nose and stuff. Oh my goodness. Hey, um, you know Joe, did you know that? Uh, well, so, uh, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about shoot really. We keep slamming his phone down on the desk. Oh. You know how a lot of organizations um, do end of year wrestling awards? Yeah, mate, I know. I wish to like that. I like when NXT used to do it. It was me. So there's a company who did 2020 awards. Mm. Um, it's a little known company. Oh, fuck. That we, uh, we may know someone affiliated with called CBS Sports. Oh no! Come on. Um, would you like to know what award that Jack Crosby's organization awarded to Eddie Kingston in the year 2020? Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I definitely take check about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what he said back. That could get me trouble. I'm just gonna start texting. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet the other day where someone goes. I don't care about PWI or the Observer Awards. I only care about the Sports Illustrated Top 10, and I almost like, fell out of my chair because it was <laughs> like, such a funny place to draw the line. Speaking of which, King finished number 10 in the Sports Illustrated Top 10 Wrestlers <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good, bro. Yeah, it's not bad. He's a hooper, man. King's good. I like Eddie Kingston. He's good, you know, he, won, he won the Top Rope Promotions Heavyweight Championship one time. This is a huge difference between WCW and WWF. For some reason... I think it was because they had like thinner production value. WCW always had more time to fill with the actual in-ring. And almost every pay-per-view feature an undercard match that goes too long. Like it's like a tradition. A towel as old as twelve. Well, they got away with it because it was an in-ring promotion. Yeah. And there was enough goodwill and history of these matches being good, or at least right. safely, like I don't know. It's just it was it was a thing. But like it's seriously not- though, why? How is it that WCW and WWF can have the same length pay-per-view with the same amount of matches and the in-ring time will feel so jarringly different? Because that happens, right? Like it's yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, like, again, I love that match, but Dave likes what he likes, doesn't he? You know, bless his heart. Yeah. Bless his little heart. But, I, but I trust him on the World Wrestling Peace Festival, not Eric Bischoff. Oh, Bischoff's memory is terrible. He advertises that every week on his <laughs> podcast. Yeah. He should come on this show, man. I would definitely ask him about Pat Tanaka. <laughs> the blocking all the kicks is like yeah, unbelievable. It's like a born ultimatum fucking scene. Like, it's just incredible, you know? Fuck. <laughs> Could you imagine Pat Tanaka and like his fucking late 90s? Disney tapings gear. That's the thing. I always imagine him that way. It's the only way I can imagine him. <laughs> and I always like like the idea of like the way I see it is like the bar is behind them, and like all of the boys have surrounded them on the other sides. There's just like a like an alleyway of space. And, like think about the people that are watching. You have to think about the rest of us that are watching. Yeah. Like Jim Powers is watching. Yeah. Teddy Long is there. Hoopers. Yeah. And uh, you know they have like this little space, and the fans, the wrestlers are on one side, and the bar is on the other. And like Bish has got like his stance, and he's just the way I imagine it is Bish is just going for his arsenal kicks. Like he's throwing out wheel kicks, fucking spin kicks, push kicks, and Pat is just just moving yeah. his arms up and down. 
And every I'm time probably not even trying that boys. hard the way every I picture time, it. Every time he blows on the boys' pop. Yeah. You, and, 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 and like 35 feet away, maybe fucking Kevin Nash is leaning up on a fucking <laughs> on a, on a car with jeans on, you know? Well, hold tucked on. In, with hat, hat, on, hat on forward, you know? This is in like 1987. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We both Oracle and I agreed to imagine Pat in like he's like Fair. old man era, you know? Hey yeah. Bob. Yep. On June twenty third, two thousand thirteen, Eddie Kingston and Homicide were defeated by the Steiner brothers at House of Hardcore Two. True. At the following event on November 9th, they were defeated by Devon and Matt Hardy. Good time. Oh my god. Kingston lost to Bull Dempsey on January twenty sixth, two thousand eight. House of Hardcore thirty seven. He has to read far. everything out, dude. Wasn't he a pervert or something? He was the shit. So remember when he got in Ring of Honor and he was fucking blown up every week? What a shitty wrestler. Yeah, he was bad. And you he was know, a, wasn't he? Am I making this up? Wasn't he a pervert? There was something with him. I don't remember. Who? <laughs> Bull Dempsey. Who? Bull Dempsey. In, t- <laughs> in, in 2008. <laughs> Stop, wait a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There was something with him as though that clears me. Like, yeah. oh, never mind then. I don't, Fuck I'm not, God. this doesn't seem fair, Bob. About Bull Dempsey. I don't know what he did. On night two of PWG All-Star Weekend 7 in 2008, Eddie Kingston was defeated by Necro Butcher in a Necro Butcher rules match. No, no, of course shit. Come yeah. on. You ever seen when him and Hero have their like fight that people still yeah. debate whether it's real or not? Yeah. Fucking rules. They're both wearing their shitty indie gear. Good real grips. Yep. Um let's see what else I can find on. Used to be better. Eddie's page. Yeah. Are you talking about the Mad King again? Yeah. The the guy on television? The broadcast journalist on elevation. Bobby, do you know what the tag team of QT Marshall and R.D. Evans were known as in Ring of Honor in 2013? I don't. I don't even say. Marshall Law. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's clever. That might have been a cornet, I think. 25. That's who, um, that's who Eddie beat in a tag match with Homicide in his return to Ring of Honor in 2013. Oh, bro, that run was fucking terrible. That's the worst run of Eddie's career. That that tag run with Homicide and Ring of Honor, Outlaw Incorporated. Yeah, they were. All, that was a terrible run. They had a match with Red Dragon that like I have nightmares about sometimes. So bad, it just didn't work, man. Did not work. There's a story where like they got heat with the Sinclair office because they were in the airport with the boys and like Mark Briscoe and them were having a wrestling match in the airport, which I think is probably advised while the office was around. Yeah. Also, one of the executives came up to Homicide and didn't know he was. And Eddie Kingston thought they were a piece of shit for that, which I think was probably unfair to the executive. <laughs> I don't know how in depth he wanted him to explore the history of Ring of Honor, really. He was just kind of, you know, so shaking people's hands. Mm. Eddie took it personally. Mm. Does that a lot, I feel. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. You know. 
Eddie was publicly fired from CZW for ongoing misconduct. <laughs> this was suspected by many to be an angle, but was later found out to have been legitimate. <laughs> Look at Joe. <laughs> oh, they're fucking grats. God love it. What about when he uh they shot angle with him in TNA? Him, James Storm, and Bram were a faction. And Jeff Jarrett came in and was like, actually, we should make James Storm the cowboy again because he sells merchandise. And Eddie Kingston called him a piece of shit right to his face. <laughs> <laughs> then yelled at him a bunch and got fired. He tells, he tells this story. He's like, I lost my head a little bit with Jeff. Not just a little bit. Probably shouldn't have yelled at him and called him a piece of shit. I disagree. Or, right. Yeah. God, what an incredible feud that would have been. Why did he not bring Jeff in for that, man? He still could, I guess. Do you imagine the bloodbath they would have? Oh. Bro, I'm, honestly, like, I actually think that could fucking rule. Like, to this day, I think it could rule. Oh, I'm serious. Jeff throws his punches and Eddie sells them. And she, oh, yeah. my God, it'd be incredible. Yeah. I think they should do it. I mean, fuck it. He's feuding with Sammy Guevara, right? You remember how good that Jeff Jarrett-Kurt Angle match was from 09? Oh, bro. That match is fucking incredible. Jeff, Kurt when Jeff's like, head. when Jeff can just get out of his own way and brawl, he's fucking awesome. Have you ever seen the Lalo Jarrett versus Moondogs brawls? I've only seen clips because I seek them out when he talked about them on his pod. Oh, I'm watching the whole thing. Fucking roll, dude. Yeah, he they, did kill like, it. I don't think he like killed the kid. Right. I mean, the kid was in hospital. The one he killed, try to kill in Impact Wrestling. You know we're doing an all-time impact draft next month for Alex. I did hear about that. Yes, it's gonna be. We're gonna should we do teams or just four individuals? Probably teams. Do you think? Well, it's all time, bro. That yeah, it's true. I mean, you be because you remember it's like you get that version, but there's still some funny risks that have stopped through, right? Like, yeah, that's true. I also think Alex draft in his own could have like. Borderline deadly, like potential, you know. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and find like a list because there must be a list somewhere of like every fucking poor brother that went past that promotion, right? It has to be somewhere. I'm sure, some nerds match have that sort of thing. Ah, probably have most things. Fucking losers. <laughs> have you seen their match ratings? Fucking match? Yeah, yeah. They gave Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss a four point five. Oracle and I talked out like it was a four and a quarter affair. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to rewatch it in case it wasn't that me disappointing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you can't ruin the bed. That'd be foolish. I have to be honest, though. I still have yet to seek out. I was informed by the chat that Nikki Cross and Alexa had like a plus six match. And I was like, what the fuck? When was this? I don't remember this. It's apparently it was in 2020 and it was when Nikki, Nikki wanted to get a title shot, apparently. Mm. But I just don't, and I remember. I mean, I love that team. And I have no memory of them even wrestling each other. I thought that was in 2019 when they were like still not quite a tag team. They were they hadn't turned babyface yet. Apparently, it was. And there was the whole deal where they were feuding with Bailey, and Bailey was like, "Nikki, <clears throat> Alexa's manipulating you." That was a good impression. Well, not really, but probably. <laughs> well, I, I think you were out of it by that point because Shane McMahon was a top heel in the promotion. And I think you gave True. up on wrestling. True. So that. 
You probably he want could have a good him. feud with Eddie Kingston. Shane mm-hmm. McMahon and Eddie Kingston would be a good feud. Oh, There's that would no be, way that King would, would be fucking, fucking incredible. There's no way the King would take him seriously. That's kind of why it would rule, though, because like, yeah, Shane yeah, takes himself really seriously. Shane Jeez. has a higher Shane has a higher rating than Kevin Von Erich on Cage Match. Owned. Fucking got you. <laughs> I gotta Thank get that side down. Oh. Could you imagine that match with the potatoes? My God, that would have fucking ruled. Kevin would have beat the fuck out of him. Oh yeah, I know. Sure. Shane would have had one punch yes. connect, and Kevin would have fucking. Honestly, though, Shane's isn't Shane like kind of a shooter in real life? No. Isn't he like actually trained now? No. I, I kind of feel like Kevin would have tried it. I mean, fuck, you would have fucked him up. Shane's fucking. You seen those jabs? On Cage Match, one of Larry Shane's Holmes, roles. One of Shane's roles is listed as backstage helper. Well, <laughs> 1998 to 2009. Backstage fucking idiot, depending on who you ask. But, you know. Yeah. Wrestling I, style, all arounder slash spot wrestler. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Was this Shane? Bro, do you yeah. know how insane you have to be to watch Shane wrestle? That's a real all-arounder right there. All-arounder. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, when he was you know, trading MMA holes with Taker in the cell, brother. I kind of think that's like one of the most overrated wrestling things ever. The thing where everyone has to have like a style or like a... Yeah. You know the thing where it's like, I like a style, don't right? I love when a guy has a strengths and weaknesses and has their own vibe. What I mean is like, the idea you have to put a wrestler in a box when most great wrestlers are just great wrestlers, and that's like why they're great, you know? They just do their thing, but they're fucking great. Yeah. It goes beyond style, you know? So yeah. that's when, you know, you're just going for Eddie's career. The amount of promoters that booked Eddie, like he could only have like hardcore matches, and it's like the worst thing he does, just because he throws punches. Like, fucking annoys me. Yes, in 2015, 15 people on Cage Match gave Shane McMahon a rating, and his average rating was 9.13. Jesus Christ. That's disgusting, bro. 2016, yeah, 2016, 8.21, 2017, 6.86, 2018, 7.11, 2019, 5.73, 2020, 6.47, 2021, 6.82, 2022, 6.6. That 29 aim run was as bad for everyone else it was for me. He dropped, he plummeted. 9.13 in 2015. He didn't wrestle in 2015. Yeah. So what's his overall? They missed 7.5. That is fucking disgusting, man. Jesus. That is terrible. He's got 552 valid votes, and over 320 of them are eight or higher. Why? I don't know. There's no, I'm sorry. I do the bit sometimes. There's no world in which he's a better professional wrestler than Kevin Von Erich. Fuck off. No, I agree. I, I think it's hilarious that's where you're particularly mad, but I do yeah. agree. I mean, I, there's definitely, like, great wrestlers that are under that, but, like, you know. Yeah, well. I appreciate your, your uh, commitment. Did you know that Kevin was also once billed as Cosmic Cowboy number one? I know. Bob, yep. name a wrestler that you love, but you think is probably under a 7.5. Um, Goldberg. <laughs> he's definitely gonna be, this. This yeah. is gonna annoy all of us. What way to end the show this will be? Six point two seven. Yeah, it's honestly higher than I thought. Being in a lie, I was so happy when Oracle replied to my tweet the other day. I threw it out as Oracle bait because I wanted him to agree with my opinion. 
Watch one. I tweeted a clip of the Regal Goldberg match. I, I think the match is good. I oh, always yeah. have. And uh, I just said great match. Yeah, and I tweeted it. I was like, Oracle was going to reply. I'm thinking he's going to say this was good too. And like, it was not immediate. It was like an hour later. A great match. I was like, yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> How funny is that moment in the match though when Regal's like in, when he's in like shooter stance and Goldberg's just standing there? He's like, oh yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Regal's face in that moment is who do you believe in that argument because I still debate it to this day did Regal take advantage of him or did Goldberg freeze up what do you think happened there uh, I think Goldberg froze up and then Regal realized it and then took advantage of him the only point in the match where I don't quite believe Regal's side of the story is when Goldberg puts him in the corner and throws a strike and Regal blocks it like this Turns him around and starts yeah. hitting him in the face. Yeah. Goldberg throws like a knee to the gut and Regal goes like this and blocks him. <laughs> it fucking rules. You can I hear it. Yeah, yeah. It's he just starts like whacking him. The arena. Yeah, and he's like... Like, I'm not... Like, I think Regal's mostly saying true, but I definitely think when it started getting, he kind of was enjoying like fucking him up a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's both. Regal did this incredible bit where he was like, he goes, there is an agent. This is like a month ago on his podcast. He goes, there is an agent who put that match together who has never stepped forward and taken his part of the blame. Until he does, I will not name him. But I spoke to him recently. And I said, it's probably about time. What the hell happened there? My God. He said, he said it's, I mean, Bob did that. Um, yeah. He goes, I spoke to him recently. And I said, it's probably about time that you step forward publicly and take your part of this. Is this a and was, suit? Yeah, and I was like, bro, it's like, it's not a fucking murder. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, make a statement? <laughs> what the fuck is he? he? He was like... Who do you think it was? Kevin Sullivan. Because yeah. Sully basically has talked about it publicly as though it was him. Sully yeah. says Regal heard what he wanted to hear. It was a six-minute competitive match, but it wasn't what Regal took it as. That's what Sullivan said. Yeah. He said, I always like Regal, but... It was not supposed to be him like taking so much of the match, you know. But I mean, Regal was very. Goldberg, a lot of those Goldberg crosses are really fun. Like the Jerry Flynn match is fucking rude, yes. man. Yeah, and look, Regal is right when he says like Bischoff was mad, and Regal said he's risked ninety seconds every match. He had to go six minutes tonight. Like, what do you expect him to do? Yeah, Goldberg had his moments. What about when he like goes to that leg lock? And he like does the fucking Regal's physique in that match is like. God tier. Oh, I know. Peak malperformance. Like, he's like, he's just like, to quote him in his book when he talks about that match, he says, I, I look like an, an uh, unmade up bed, which is an incredible description of one's physique. He said he was like 280 pounds. What a fucking pro. What a stud. My God. And my action figure's got fucking abs. What a load of shit. Uh. Fuck this. Yeah, someone in our chat the other day said that people are in the middle one, Benny. Dukes and I were very confused. We were slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. At that note, I yeah. gotta go to bed. You are, mate. We're all gonna go to bed. We hope you've enjoyed episode 57 of Lane Grim. What are we gonna call this episode? Undisputed. Oracle <laughs> reviews dynamite. <laughs> 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 Tune out of the nine-minute mark once concluded with this. <laughs> um, yeah, undisputed's good. That's good. Cool. Um, undisputed. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that fucking rules. Bob, yep. any final thoughts, plugs, or promotions? No, this was fun. I'm glad we did it. Um, it's always nice to do these. And uh, be back. I don't know when I'll be back. Probably for Fed Dead on Tuesday. Oh my God, are you not going to review... Uh... I don't even know there is wrestling on this week. I was going to make something up. Oh, you're not going to review New Japan Pro Wrestling? Carl Anderson versus Hiroshi Tanahashi? Wait, is that happening? That actually sounds good, Sunday, honestly. I think, yeah. Yeah, cool. maybe. I might watch that. Ten years it. after their uh, classic <laughs> for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Who's Kenta wrestling? I don't know. Okay. Probably someone bad. Penta. Not allowed to have nice things. Kenta versus Penta? Oh! That would be fucking awesome. Bro, that could actually... Because Penta would do the thing where he like, just throws the really hard chops, you know? He like stand still and just strike. Joe, did you know that Kenta Kabashi versus Samoa Joe is the highest rated American match in cage match history? I'll be honest with you. And I say this is Samoa Joe's my favorite server. I think that is fucking insane. <laughs> I love Samoa Joe. I love Kenta Kabashi. It's a great match. But that is like kind of bonkers to me. I have to be honest. Okay, now I just realized the match I wanted to see. Can I say it real quick before we leave? Of course you can, the Oracle of Racing. It's how you want. You know how like Kenta always like, you know, he lays it in. Yeah, I'd love to see him like wrestle like mid '90s Tenru from War and like throw his chop at Tenru and Tenru just gets he would mad. punch and, like, him in the face. But yeah. they actually I do... taped that for Dark last night. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like you may have inadvertently had something right in front of you there that's actually very funny and could happen very soon. Penta versus Samoa Joe would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> One chop from Penta and Joe would be like, "Well, that's the end of that. We're not doing this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> if he chopped Joe, Joe's like, well, yes, that was fun. Let's go to the mat. There's no way. To, he took those Suzuki chops. Okay, but Suzuki, you know, people view Suzuki a certain way. When Penta takes chops, he does the fucking this shit, doesn't he? You know? Yeah. Joe, there's a great, I've seen this one, there's a great Jungle Boy clip on when he, when he was on the AEW pod and he goes, you're like, who's the hardest here? And he goes, Penta. And he goes, and he goes, that piece of shit has that thing over his chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on Dark once, he threw the chop, and Tez said, uh, Tez goes, or as the boys call it, the home the uh, the the pitch, the strikeout pitch. Or something because like, he throws <laughs> like a fucking baseball. Yeah. Kicks the shit out of guys out there, man. He don't sell or bump for anyone either. What a fucking legend. Real wrestler. I want Penta now. Yeah, we can. I wonder. I wonder if there's anybody who like. <clears throat> I'm with you. Joe would probably be like, oh, "We ain't doing this shit." Yeah, enough. Yeah. Do you think Penny would get mad if he got like punched in the jaw? <laughs> probably. Yeah, most people would really. Yeah. You wouldn't like it, Christian. See, that's Cage. the thing. Like, I could see. I could see like him being annoying to work with. But see, that's what. That's what I want to see. I want to see him go up against somebody who can like test his patience. You know, because like yeah. he tests everybody else's patience. So like. Everyone's so quiet now, you know? Everyone's so, like, they just, they put up with it, you know, let him do what he wants. Right. You want someone to be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. You piece of shit. Could you imagine if he lights Brock up with her? <laughs> he wouldn't see. All right, see, folks, this has been the Late Night Grin. You can follow Oracle at King Motivator H. You can follow oh. Joe at Joe Holbert. I'm at Confirm Shoot. Bob is at Big Bobby Mellon. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, <laughs> uh, art, the uh, or 
Jericho, you should fight Penta. <laughs> you think I should? Yeah. Do you remember, my brother and I were laughing so much the other day about when I brought up backup Hangman and said everyone's scared of him and Oracle said, I'm not, I'll fight him. <laughs> <laughs> we were like in tears laughing at this. Because we neither said any idea why you went to that direction. It was so funny. <laughs> I was talking about how people like scared of his like power on Twitter, and he's like, "I'm not scared. I'll fight him." Like Jesus, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> all right. I guess that's uh, shoot. Any final words? No. I can't believe the beat you. Like the way you like went all the way around just to get to your punchline, <laughs> and then fucking couldn't finish it. I don't even know why. Why? Why Big Bobby Melons is funny, but it's funny, man. It's also yeah. funny, man. <laughs> Bob. DMD, yep. hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went the wrong way. I'll try again next week. That's better. Jesus! You drew a fucking triangle, bro. Yeah, I know. I went the wrong way with it. Oh, well. What are you going to do, man? Jesus! Oh, my God. All right. Oracle, anything else, mate? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> someone please give clip whatever you need to do because that was unbelievable. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this. Late Night Grim 57, undisputed. I'll be back tomorrow with SmackDown, Grin Along. I hope you'll watch Rampage with my brother, so maybe not Rampage. We'll see. Hope to see you there for that. And uh, yeah. Keep grinning. Or how? In the meantime, enjoy this outro.